never even slept with him or anything. And now you're gonna kill yourself. You love me? Yes, I love you. I can feel my heart. I feel like I'm going crazy. You just can't die and leave me here on the stinking earth without you. I've got to do it. Why? Why? The chief doesn't even want you to do it. Do you, chief? Because I have wasted my entire life and I'm going to die. Now I have a chance to die like a man and I'm going to take it. I've got to take it. I love you. I love you, too. I've never been in love with anybody before, either. It's great. I am glad. <laughs> but the timing stinks. I gotta go. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does I think what it says in the tin. We're best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. And I'm Georgia. Hey, I, you noticed I tried something different there? Yeah, you did. What did I do different? Do you know? Um, you uh, had a different inflection in your voice. Nope. Um, you added an extra... I used a different word. Yeah, you did. You, you did. Used... It was just before podcast. No. Nope. I said, and welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast. Those I think what was in the tin. We're best film ever. Oh, yes. Uh, I usually would say, it's it's best film ever, yeah. Is this a new thing you're trying out? Or I, don't just, uh, I don't know. Just, just workshopping it? I'm just workshopping it, because we are best film ever, but I don't the like, show, but welcome like to it. the podcast, it's, I guess that would be, it's would be more. I don't like it, yeah. Well, there we go, folks. I, I want to go back to the original. <laughs> should, we just, should we just press the red button and just start again? <laughs> I'll just do it from here. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm keeping it all in now <laughs> i really was just gonna do a fresh shot and leave it no, for the coda we're gonna stick up a pole there we are <laughs> which one do you prefer you know what it's like i tried to jump out of a volcano and it spit me right out yeah, there that's bullshit so uh episode 159 joe versus the, the volcano. volcano 159 wow that's lots it is lots i'll be interested to see what we do for our 200th no problem. I don't know. Oh, I thought you'd, no, I thought you'd planned that far ahead. I didn't, I didn't even plan 100. The Matrix was just a happy accident. Oh, okay. Yeah, which, if you think about it, it was a pretty good movie oh, to do for yeah, 100. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'll look ahead. It'll probably be something silly. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the other equivalent to Spice. We'll, we'll do We'll do from Justin to Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> which I've never seen. Uh, me either. So it'll be a fun, it'll be a fun 200. Uh, <laughs> uh, just do some promos. Last week, of course, we did. Maybe we should do 300. Look at him. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to promo and he's just he's, talking he's over. Just talking oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 300 for 300. I'm on I'd board with that. i never do that. Um, we've got last week, we did Spice World. Uh, on Friday, we did the rest. He's more on that in a moment. Uh, and then Friday upcoming, what we have for you is, uh, Georgia, we're releasing our friends episode, the one where Underdog gets away. Oh, okay. That means we need to record another one at some point. We do. Just make, make sure we're still two weeks ahead. But yeah. if you're out there, uh, it's, it's coming out on, well, I hope on Friday. We'll talk more about that. <laughs> but something I always want to talk more about is how thankful we are for our Patreon backers. Absolutely. I'm talking Reverend Bruce, yeah. Julene, right. Hermes, James de Guzman, yeah. Lena Oberholzer, right. Katie McRae, yeah. Anthony and Davies, of course. Chris Peterson, yeah. Randall Silva. Oh, I was going to say something else. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you normally say Randall, what's your handle, Silva? On a side note, Randall, what is your handle? Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. The Yeetmeister. Oh, yeah. Nate the Great. Yeah. Andy Dixon. Okay. Holly Callan. Let's do this. Cheesy. <laughs> With a fish on a bike. <laughs> Richard and the cool cat. Ryan Kukets. There we go. <laughs> 
Please don't cancel your memberships no. on behalf of one. The first half, you got decent ones, and then Liam, I don't know, he went to a silly place. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Tell you what, perfect segue. They're not silly places, but we went some places this week. Ooh. I got some notable chart things I want to talk about. Have we? First off, we charted in the States. In the States, it's always hard to get into. It's the most competitive podcast market. You always say if we're in, in the top 100, we're good. In the, yeah, we didn't get the top 100 in the States this week, but we did chart. Oh, okay. and I'll, I'll take a chart in the U.S. But we were top 40 in, the, in each one of the following countries. We were top, uh, number 30 in the Netherlands, cool. number 36 in South Korea, wow. number 31 in Poland, nice. number 39 in Switzerland, and number five in Egypt. We That's do, cool. We do well in Egypt, don't we? we, we we've been doing quite well. Yeah, in Egypt, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, Thank so, you. So yeah, so uh, coming to the end of a month, maybe the next month uh, we'll do a little how we do in January overall for various places because it's kind of a fun little watch. Um, let's talk about some reflections and corrections. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, Spice World. Yeah, spicy. Fun episode. It was great fun. A fun episode. Got a message from um, Russell the Posty who went, <laughs> "I get it. I get it." It was a fun movie and a fun episode. It was. I get it. it. I get why you were pushing for it. And I'm like, yeah, thanks a lot, buddy. Yeah, I really was trying. Um, We got a lot of of commentary this week from Poet Laureate of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Who said there's a distinct parallel between the film and this episode. Both are bonkers. All clearly had a lot of fun recording it, and it was brilliant to listen to. Lovely to meet Meg. She did an outstanding job, and it's great to have another well done, female Meg. voice. He even made a bigger claim than that, but I'm going to leave that off of the pod. <laughs> Hermes went, I agree her voice was lovely and should definitely be invited back. This would be a good no, time to say. we're not having a back. <laughs> Step on his segue, why don't you? <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to try it again. <laughs> if you can keep your feet firmly away from what I'm trying to do here. Okay, sorry. I'll, I'll, Hermes said should definitely be invited back. So... This would be a good time to say, welcome back, Max. Hey. hey <laughs> he steps on it again. <laughs> Some things are not about you. This is about Megan. <laughs> Hello, Shit. well, you've got a Meg Ryan film, so you need a Meg on your panel today, surely. Your voice went a little smitty there. Oh, for, did it? Did it? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was a little... She's excited. It's she, okay. She's excited. I'm excited. Yeah, we were talking about the pot. So we, we were on a bit of a trip yesterday. Three of the four of us. We did. Liam's just finding this out now. Yeah, I was invited. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Liam. But actually, a lot of conversation was about the, about the podcast. Sort of point. All of a sudden, you, now that you're on it, you've got to kind of like questions about the podcast. Well, I did want to ask, like, what films were in your top kind of 10 and what were in your bottom 10 and what and what, what makes a film qualify exactly yeah, good like all i think valid questions to ask how male heavy does the podcast you yes yeah good questions yeah, these are all questions i had Megan, i can uh, answer the um bottom 10 for ian uh they're all my picks <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> they're not all your picks because the bottom one is scrooge so, <laughs> and i think i picked that well i think the executive producer role picked that one so who picks uh, this one today then Oh, it was uh, everything's executive producer, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. AKA meaning stuff that I've sort of sussed out would be a good thing because other things are happening, or it's our Patreon backers. We really we're yeah, not having any personal picks this year. He really. doesn't trust us to pick anymore. I don't pick me to pick anymore. <laughs> fair enough, fair this enough. films I'm dying to bring and I can't do it because I'm I'm such a stickler for, for my own rules. So did you do this so that I didn't bring any of the resties? And I was like, how can I make it? So I'm willing to let, sacrifice everybody else's picks to make sure. You you can't bring anything. There shouldn't be any arguments uh, today, then. Uh, I, probably not. Do you know what? I think the reason you're here, Megan, is that um, I think this is way of elbowing me out of the podcast. Yeah, that's what this is. <laughs> no, I doubt that. Um, we've got uh, a little bit more from 
Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Who says some of the scoring, as in like the scores we gave it, was definitely interesting. I'm always reassured of my voices, my score is similar to Ian. Uh, I do want to say there is validity in my being called the voice of reason. I just want to say like there's a reason for that. It, it was born out of the, the great Paddington disaster. <laughs> Still a great movie. Great Paddington disaster of 2020. It sounds like a train crash, by the way. Well, I'll tell you what, when these guys started giving up nines and tens, my eyes were like... (laughs) He was steaming. I've seen a train crash. Was that a Georgia pick or was that that Nelly pick? Ellie, I think. Was that Nelly pick? Must have been. Oh, my word. I was like, what is going on? Uh, But Dwayne continues, the Patreon score for Scrooged was somewhat skewed by a certain reverend and not really a true (laughs) reflection. Our Spice movie is a slightly more balanced, if a little high. Uh, On a side note, I was saying, I know the writer from somewhere. Yeah. And I found him this week, finally. Yeah. Okay. Georgia, that's Mark McKinney Mm -hmm. from Amazon Prime semi-original series um, Kids in the Hall. Oh, what, the the new version of it? Yes. Oh, he's always from the old version of it. Hated it. Did you ever see Superstore? No. Oh, okay. Well, you might know it if you've seen Superstore. No. Uh, if you remember, he was the guy who danced at the end, but that's I hate, really... I've, I've blocked that from my memory. <laughs> Never again. In, in the sketch where the two co- where the two robbers get naked, he's yeah, one yeah. of the policemen, not one of the robbers. Okay. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I know this guy. Yeah, yeah, I do. Well, there you go. Um, the Jacked Up Review Show said, praise you for suffering through this cult film. Is it a cult film, Liam? You said it was. I don't think it is. I think it is. I think cult films get passed down. No one's passing Spice World down. You're telling me that all them cameos and all that was supposed to be a big movie, and it failed, didn't it? No, I, that makes it a bad movie. Just make it a cult. cult doesn't mean bad. Rocky Horror is a cult movie. Yeah. yeah but I've Priscilla failed. Queen of a Desert is a... Yes, it failed originally at the box office. But it lives on. Every generation passes it down, and another generation discovers it. Holy Grail's cult movie. So do you we'll think, check back in ten years okay, and see if Spice in, Girl is still around. Spice yeah, Girl yeah, is still yeah. around. Do you think that's not going to hang about then? Well, no, Georgia, how much do you think your generation knows of the movie Spice World? Nothing. Okay, that exhibit A. Um, that's the thing. The next generation has to has to take it and embrace it. Not can you find it on a shop, but they have to watch it. Hmm. So, so then that, again, I found out the other day that no one there was a group of kids didn't even know what Greece was. It's the word. Well, there we are. Paramount have just released a TV series, so come on. Oh, jeez. There's a TV <laughs> yeah, series of Grease? Yes, yeah, so like a Pink Ladies yeah. spin-off thing. Oh, my word, I've it's, not heard of this. It's the prequel. The prequel to Grease. Yeah, it's a TV series. Legacy okay. sequels are not... <laughs> okay. There is a Grease 2 as well. Have you yes. seen that one? No, it's <laughs> one of the best film ever. Hang on, has it got Michelle Pfeiffer in it? <laughs> it does. Uh, <laughs> I do, yes. I believe it does. Cool writer. Oh, what a great scene that is. Do you, do you know who the guy is in that? Maxwell Caulfield. Yeah. Oh, Rexy, you're yeah, so Rexy, sexy. <laughs> from, from the Empire Records. Yeah, it is. Uh, being bookish said, the question, uh, Ray questioned our sanity after reviewing the film. Thanks for that, Ray. Uh, it was, yeah, it's not our usual cup of tea, or our usual uh, gimmick, I guess. Mm-hmm. Carly Beth Caldwell says this movie, they had this movie on repeat a lot back in the day. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I should have written their Twitter handle down so I can tag them a lot easier because this is going to be hard to go back and find. Ensign Ian Davies says, great episode. Nice to hear you took the film as intended. Just a bit of fun. It is a bit of fun. And the Latin Jukebox said, you guys are great. Spice World, one of those combinations between songs and movies. Awesome crew around. Thanks for the mention. Hey, thanks a lot for you guys. Uh, I will say this. It's like our second or third highest, like, first week download ever. Really? Spice World. Wow. Love that. It was doing okay, and then it, like, spice took a huge jump on Friday. People just want to spice up their lives. <laughs> People want to spice up their lives. So, um, 
Let's do some general shout-outs. Uh, I want to thank Sci-Fi Remnant for the love, Tattoo Squid Podcast for the love, Vern from Cinema Recall. Thanks for the love. We got some more from Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Who says, I highly recommend giving this a listen. It's such an interesting and inspiring interview. This is the Dylan Glathorn episode we're talking about. Oh, cool. Dylan is so talented, and it's wonderful to hear about his process, but also how the scoring process works. In this case, not the scores we gave it, him actually scoring a movie. <laughs> Dylan is lovely to listen to as well. It's a nice little peek behind the curtain. We couldn't be happier or uh, more grateful might be the better way to put it. It was amazing. For the time yeah. that Dylan gave us. I was, I was a, a very much... We will have Monaghan at some point, should he be so kind to give us some time. I have the feeling he will. I, I have the feeling he will. He seemed to be having just as good a time as we were. On the head I knew that because he said, I'm having just as good a time as you are. <laughs> so. so did Simon Callow, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He did. There's a movie with Simon Callow that I want to do one day, but I want to give it enough time that we don't come off as a, as a nuisance. <laughs> but not so long that he forgets who we are. Absolutely. <laughs> As you say, on the headless front, I had an interview with Sinead the other day. It was only 15 minutes long, but she read my, did some tarot cards with me. We chose the movie deck, um, and I do have the audio for that, so I might put up that up at some point, maybe for Patreon. Put it up on Patreon. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah. A bonus content. Bonus content. Um, what do we have here? We've got uh, Josh from Next Favorite Movie. Thanks a lot, buddy. Kev from the podcast that wouldn't die, the happiest man in podcasts. Absolutely. Uh, and then we have a GIF of the week. And this was quite interesting because Russell, the postie, put a GIF in about five minutes after it was, well, felt like five minutes after it was released. <laughs> and I went, no, ain't no one beating that. It oh. was the one where Chandler and Phoebe are trying to do their like, game of chicken about will they go on a date and how physical will they get because they don't want to tell, Chandler doesn't want to tell anybody about him and Monica. Oh, okay, yeah. And so she's, in the, in the episode, she's like, I'll see you later. And she whispers, lover. And then she <laughs> grabs his backside from behind because <laughs> Megan gave us the the word of the week of? Grope. Yeah, grope was the word. <laughs> and I was thinking in my head, ain't nobody beating that. And then Nancy and Davies thought, I'm going to put that same gif up. <sighs> so the first two gifts were the same gif no. and they've disqualified each other. Are they not tie? Is that not a thing? No. Sometimes yeah. cancel each other. If it was, if there was nothing that came close, so something did do oh, all right. You have a winning group. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's very hands on. Actually, I might, I might ask you for a judgment call, but I think it wins. Okay. Um, and then, uh, so then Russell, the postie, did say, "Can we invent a rule for just this week, where two people who pick the same gif and get disqualified receive another go?" Oh, okay. And I didn't really respond to it. Ooh. I was like, "I'm going to think about this." And then we had an entry from Robert Osborne. <laughs> so, Russell, what's just happened is Liam thought for a minute you actually had like a family member join in, and then it's realized to him what's happened. It was like three different emotions in five seconds. <laughs> and, you, and you got to observe it. It was like you got, we got to the end of a sixth sense of the prestige, and he just, he just worked out <laughs> the twist of the movie. <laughs> Um, uh, where Robert Osborne uh, actually put one in, and you know what? I was gonna. It was. It was whatever it was. I thought it was funny. Yeah. And I was gonna give him the win for ingenuity. Right. And he since deleted the burner account, no. so I couldn't go back and look oh, at it again okay. today. Oh. Uh, so Robert Osborne, whoever you might be, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, we we can't reward you. No. So other substitutions came from Hermes, Josh and Xavier's favorite movie, Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith, Kev Dog. Ooh, hello, Kev. But Kev picked the same one as someone else, where it was someone at a boat getting groped. So, People sorry, just guys. People the rules. They don't know they the don't rules. Do don't go to the first one you see. <laughs> Try and be creative. The best one, I think, came from Two Broke Girls. Oh, I do like that. Yeah, yeah. If you remember who Kat Dennings is? 
Yes. I love Kat Dennings. I had a dream about Kat Dennings once. Did you see WandaVision? Oh, yes, I did see WandaVision. So she's like the oh, curly-haired girl, young, who's like helping the scientist on the other side of the bubble? Oh, yes, yes, she's, yes. She was the assistant in Thor. Oh, yes, yes, I know so, who you mean now, yes. So in this sitcom, she's, she's, cool. she's looking off screen to the left and the right, and I guess some emergency must be happening. She, says, she goes, grab two things you love, and then she grabs her own breasts. <laughs> Fair enough. So, I mean, there's some not, power there. Grope's not usually something you do to yourself, so that was a question I would have for you as the person who came up with it. Is that an acceptable Use of the word grope. I think so. I think there that's a fairer version of a grope than an alien. <laughs> it's also a much grope. better 21st century winner for exactly. that. Exactly. Yes. So I think that's all the wins. We're going to promote. We're going to promote <laughs> consent <laughs> in our uh, in, in in our grope word. So uh, that's a win for Chris Peterson. Well done, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlo, last bit of contact here says, "Can't believe you're doing Joe versus the volcano." Really looking forward to that discussion. Thanks to Ian for that recommendation. Because a couple of years ago, I recommended he watch this. Oh. as a movie he should see because I think I just watched it for the Tom Hanks Real Roundtable yeah, yeah. and he was like someone tell me a movie I've never seen before and he had a couple different categories he wanted and I was like a movie that begins with Jay or if it was a Tom Hanks movie but I was like watch this it's it's quirky no one ever talks about it it's a good one <laughs> so there we go yeah uh, why not give us a review Apple or Spotify I hear five is a nice number five is a magic number can we talk about this for two minutes why not <sighs> so Friday. Yep. The resties. Mm-hmm. Oh, Podby. Supposed to drop at 1 a.m. That, that, that's the way it works. Didn't they always? I dropped the episode at 1 a.m. Yep. The episode drops on Podbean at 1 a.m. Usually that means that by the time I wake up, there's a certain number that our episodes do. And I'm like kind of, so I wake up and I hit hit the, the, the website and see kind of what we're doing for numbers. And it's like one quarter where it should be. And I go, that's weird. Yeah. And so I go to my phone, my Apple podcast feed, and I hit, I p- sort of pull down to refresh the page. Not showing up. So then I go to my computer and check it on the computer on the Apple podcast. Not there. I check Spotify. Not there. So I'm like, okay. Um, sometimes it's a little bit later in the day, but I reach out and go, hey, it's been seven hours. I tweet at them. I yep. email. It's not getting pushed through to the other. Th- now, Russell was one of the exceptions. He had whatever little tiddly service he ha- he uses for yeah, yeah. his cast box or some sort of other platform. He was able to get it, but most people were saying can't get at it. Now, I talk pretty openly about it. I don't have to do a whole lot of, lot of editing. I have to do it this time because Liam messed up about 15 minutes ago. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. But um, <laughs> for the most part, there's not a whole lot of editing I have to do with these at all. But the resties, like those montages and all those things. Yeah. All that editing. And so it means that when it finally dropped on Apple Podcasts over 30 hours later. Wow. Not only is it, dro- yeah, it dropped, but it's not dropping at the top of people's lists now. So when they go ahead and look, because it's it, it sort of organized by the most recent episodes at the top. Yep, yep. So if they're listening to an episode on something else, anything else, because they're subscribed to more than one podcast, that'll be at the top. So ours is buried down the list. So you actually have to scroll to find us now. So I'm sitting there going, there was a lot of work that went into that one. Yeah. And so numbers have been lower than, like, the besties is a good counterpoint for it. Was there any so, reason for this? Did you find out? Or no, I've just... heard nothing. Wow. I've emailed them directly. I've tweeted them, like, nine times. Not a single word of feedback. Naughty Podbean. So I would say this. Mm. Now, there are certain parts of what we do where Podbean's very convenient for us. Because mm-hmm. we upload a lot of minutes. 
And that's the big thing is if you switch, some of them have caps on how many hours you can upload a month. Oh, okay. And I'm sitting there going, we do a fair bit. But I'll say this. If you're, not, if you're out there, you want to start a podcast, and you're not going to upload like, like 10 hours a month or, or 12 hours a month or, be, or beyond that, we probably upload 20 hours some months yeah, yeah, yeah. of content. But if you're coming in around, I don't know, less than 10 hours, there are definitely other options out there, and I would recommend looking at all of them because it's not the first time Podbean screwed us like this, but this is definitely the worst. Yeah. So that's just me. So if you haven't listened to it yet and you're like, what do you mean the resties came out? Didn't <laughs> pop up for me. Go look for it. It's good. It's funny. I listened to it today. And on that note, Georgia, we have some housekeeping to do. We do? We do because you asked if you could switch your best supporting yes. for your best. And I said, well, it's going to do a tie and we should talk about it. We never did. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I've decided I'm going to allow it. Okay. So it means Liv Tyler is, slight spoiler, Liv Tyler is the worst actress of the year. Yeah. But it now means we have a tie for supporting actress um. because you and the Patreon both chose Blythe, Estelle, Blythe, Estelle Blythe, Parsons, Blythe, Parsons, whatever her name was, yeah. mm-hmm. from, from whatever. And two of us picked Michelle Pfeiffer um. in Murder on the Express. So we need to put a tiebreaker up. I need to do those tiebreakers. So that's one for you to remember. Have you, you've not gotten rid of those bits of paper, have you? They were on the table. No, I, I, no, I, probably yes. <laughs> I see no papers. <laughs> probably, probably yes. I mean, it's not my responsibility to hang on to your bits of paper. They were neatly on the table, and I said, "Don't get rid of those." I, They've got the. I washed. I cleaned off the table. So, no, sorry. So there we are. See, you'll have to fast forward through. Listen again. Okay. <laughs> While you're doing that, let's talk about our. Um, I'm sure people are going to love hearing that in their ears. Thank you. Uh, let's talk about the film we are doing today, though, which is Joe versus the Volcano. Why are we doing this? We're going to do all three Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks films. Yeah. In the same year. Which yeah. I think is a fun idea. It's, it's better than like, doing consecutively, though, isn't it? Is huh? this like the Cornetto trilogy of Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks films? Well, yes. if you consider this came first. So, if anything, the Cornetto trilogy is like the British ripoff of yeah. the. Uh, That's very, what I first saw when you said Very different that. styles, too. But yes, yeah, so it's sort of three films, kind of a, a good idea. Which was, flavor is this one? Uh, vanilla. <laughs> yeah, very. <laughs> but if you look, if you look, if you taste carefully, there might be something more, more substance underneath. Mm. Mm. Chopped chips. Sure. So, will we do another one middle middle of the year, and then one near the end, or? If I was going to be the executive producer of a podcast, which I am, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably how I'd layer it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's do the pitch. When a hypochondriac learns he is dying, he accepts an offer to throw himself into a volcano at a tropical island and along the way there learns to truly live. Ooh. I want to thank Felix, the voice guy, for coming in for that. <laughs> nice one, Felix. He, well just, he just comes in for that and then he goes, hey, ch- ch- See you later. That's what the Patreon pays for. Just give, I just give him a couple of pounds a month out of the Patreon, and uh, he, just, he just records these great moments. He's a good lad. Um, it's like it's like our version of Giannis, Georgia. Yes, <laughs> we have Felix. <laughs> you have to remind me what his name is next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, directed by and written by John Patrick Shanley, who done he was the writer for Moonstruck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Never seen it. And the, uh, that's, that's Cher the and Nicholas Cage, though, right? Yeah, because yeah. Cher won an Oscar for that. Yeah, she does. She yeah. won. Was that was that or was it Mermaids? Know that. Was that? Okay. Yeah. Writer-director of Doubt. So years later, a very different tone. I've not seen that. I think it's about abuse of boys in the Catholic Church. Oh, okay. I think Meryl Streep wins an, or nominated for an Oscar for that. And she always? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's a good thing about Meryl Streep film. You can sort of tack that onto the end. We have a pretty good, pretty sure this is going to count. Cinematography by Stephen Goldblatt, who did Lethal Weapon 1 and 2. Oh, cool. Batman Forever. Oh, nice. Batman and Robin. Rent. And The Help. Oh, okay. So there we go. A little bit musical there in Rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind Rent. George, you, you wanted to share your... Can do. Yeah, if you want to go ahead. Yeah. Um, I'm doing Cats soon, and I'm very excited. Meow. Yeah. Yeah. And we had our first rehearsal today. And which cat are you? Bombalarina. Bombalarina. And in the film of the same name. Yes. Cat. Which person was cats. that? Oh, cats. Just one Taylor cat. Swift's cat. <laughs> Taylor Swift. Yes. Okay, so you are Taylor Swift. No. Yes, but I'm not being Taylor Swift as that cat. No, I'm not saying you're playing Taylor Swift as as a cat. Bumblerina. <laughs> I knew she was trouble when she walked in. Yeah. <laughs> Bumblerina is like a pair or a partner to Dementor as well. Um, uh, Demeter, Demeter, Demeter. Hang on, hang, and we've decided that rather they, than weren't they in the Harry Potter universe? <laughs> no, there's Dementors. Is it Dementor? I meant Demeter. There's one of them by themselves. They're a Dementor. <laughs> anyway, rather than keeping saying Demeter and Bombalarina, because no one really wants to keep saying that, we've decided that we are uh, Da Bomb. Da Bomb. <laughs> All right. That was so As 20 a collective, years ago. <laughs> Bomb. I'll tell you who else was the was the bomb, and that was the music by Georges Delarue, who did 351 feature films. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, ones that we might not have meant. I gave Pip a bone before this started. I thought this would keep him relatively quiet and occupied. I don't know if anything's picking up on the mic, but it's quite loud in here. Uh, which is fine, George. I'm not trying to suggest that a correction's needed. I'm just, I'm just sort of commenting. If people are hearing stuff, that's what it is. He's not making any bones about it. No. Uh, he did, amongst other films, because he did a lot of French films as well, but he did Curly Sue. Yep. Twins. Yep. Beaches. Oh, I like Beaches. Platoon. Oh, good film. And a film that we actually named an award after. Steel Magnolias. Oh, great movie. Lovely film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. So that's about the first time I saw this. For two of you, I'm sure it was this weekend, Megs. Yes, I watched half of this last night and half of it this morning. Amazon wow. made their money off us this week. They did. I yeah, because I, I rented it last yeah, night as well. Uh, Liam, first time you watched this? No, I'd seen it years ago. I was probably, I don't know, 11, 12. That's all age. Uh, I, well, I don't remember. The only bits I remember are floating bits on the water. That's all I remember. And the big moon. I rewatched this for the Tom Hanks Real Roundtable. I don't know how much really of, a, of an honest first watch I ever gave it. So, yeah. Not what I was super familiar with uh, in general. There's huge chunks of this movie I'd forgotten about even watching it today. Yeah. So uh, let's do... Uh, Let's you know what, let's just jump right into the deep dive because I think I forgot to do Context Corner. So there we go. Let's go ahead and jump <laughs> okay. into that. I don't know if there's anything really too much in that. I'll take a look. But anyway, we Tom actually, Hanks didn't actually jump into a volcano. He didn't actually just jump so into a know. volcano? Yeah. Okay. I, I genuinely thought he did. There we go. But the context corner tell me not to. <laughs> uh, we begin with a Warner Brothers studio identification, and the orchestra is warming up. That I thought that was a very odd start. Because mm. it sounded like it's going to be a very classical, intense kind of, you've got the orchestra sounding up. And then I did really appreciate the opening um, sequence, though. I'm sure you're going to go into that in more detail at the moment, though. No, by all means, do whatever you're uh, you're thinking of there. Um, it, it was. I was like, is this a cue that it's a thing? And then I went, I don't want to give any more away, so I'm just going to stop there with uh, with what I think the thing is. Um, but we then get a uh, sort of uh, a Chiron on the screen in fairy tale font. Once upon a time, there was a guy called Joe 
who had a very lousy job. And we begin with an iris wipe, and that's kind of when it goes from a black screen and then like zooms in, kind of like Super Mario style. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you hit the circle, then it sort of like comes back out. And we have the, a foot going into a puddle, and we have a pan up, and hey, it's Tom Hanks. How many films do you think we've done with Tom Hanks? Ooh. Too many. That wasn't the question. It was not a judgmental call. It was supposed to be, how many films do you think we've done? Meg's got her mic up like she's going to give it a go. This is really interesting. You've done two episodes with us out of the 158. How many episodes do you think? Tom Hanks has done quite a lot of films. She's so sitting there going, I'm assuming okay, 50% of the movies I've been on for, he's been in. So they've done 179. 79 appearances. <laughs> exactly. I could guess that. <laughs> I'm guessing four. Four? Six. Mm. Uh, six is closer, but still low. Seven. Wow. Yeah, it is. It was definitely uh, something. Good. Now I see why I didn't do any context corner. There's nothing for it on Wikipedia. I just thought I'd look it up here. And uh, there's nothing there at all. Yeah. Uh, can you think of some of the ones we've done previously? Catch me if you can. Forrest Gump. Yep, it's two. Uh, Toy this Story. One, this one will be Jerry three. Okay, yeah. Toy Story. Toy, yes. Yep, that's four. Um, Have you said League of Their Own? No. no. League, League, League of Their Own. Oh, League of Their Own. oh great movie. Uh, we said Forrest Gump? We did, yeah. yeah. It's five. Have you done seven. the Green Mile? No, we haven't done the Green no. Mile. <sighs> Apollo 13. Apollo 13, six. Um, ooh. I'm not looking up his thing. I don't have my computer in front of me, so I I'm kind that. of okay with that. But there's, there's at least six of them, so that's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's nothing about this. Wow. <laughs> so I don't feel so bad now about forgetting to do that. <laughs> that's probably why. I'll see if I can remember what the seventh one is by the time we get to the. Oh, I got it. Gone. <laughs> I brought you here for I Am Spartacus. Oh, yeah. Who do you think you are? Do, 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 do. <laughs> Not that. Who do you think you are? You doing that thing you do. That you thing. do. No, that thing you do. That thing you do. That thing you do. Who do you think you are? <laughs> you do was, that thing. In my head, it came out right. <laughs> these, are like, came out these are like bootleg copies of the movie you'll find <laughs> on the streets of Moscow. <laughs> he got me this song for Christmas. I want a American movie. You do that thing. <laughs> do you have you do that thing? <laughs> Starring Thomas the Hanks. <laughs> I want to see that movie. <laughs> What's wrong with me, today? Oh, dear. Oh. I just ended there. You can't get any better. Uh, um, so Joe beckons. Uh, so he works for a place called American Panoscope, and he and his workers are trudging into work in a car park that only looks like where I did my Canadian Idol audition waiting process. They put us all in this like giant car park and then just like locked the gate on us. Oh, really? And like people were like camped overnight before I got there. Wow. Just trash and litter everywhere. I can imagine, yeah. And then we were there all day. And they even like put like, I swear the producers did this. They put like a hot dog cart and a water salesman right outside the gate. If you went out, they wouldn't let you back in. Wow. So they were trying to like lessen the crowd by doing this. And then around five o'clock, word got around. They're going to shut down and not see anybody else. And we I've never been so close to a group of people I thought were going to riot in my life. Wow. I'm not surprised. Oh, yeah. Like, Bob mentality? Like that. <laughs> so, in the end, they gave us wristbands and said, come back tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, all right. That's the decent thing to do. It was all right. Yeah, yeah, This opening montage reminded me of Oliver. You know the musical? Oh, yeah. I assumed you meant, yeah, the show and not yeah, just yeah. some person we know. <laughs> 
<laughs> <laughs> well, no, but do you actually know anyone called Oliver? I do. I've like taught yes, kids. Of course taught- you do. That's all I'll say. I've yeah. taught kids called Oliver, but like I don't actually know anyone personally. Neither do I actually. I don't know who Liam's if referring so. to. Oh no, that's not who I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of the oh please sir can I have some more? The, I'm, yeah, the I'm talking about yeah, 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 yeah. We know when the the kids are marching for their food, don't they? You know, uh, to sit down and eat. Yeah, sorry, I was this, having a swig of beer. I couldn't this, confirm verbally. This is what it sort of remind me of when they're walking in. They're kind of walking in unison and going into the workplace. And that's what it kind of reminds me. American Panoscope, home of the rectal probe. <laughs> <laughs> apparently people are very satisfied with the rectal probes we find out later as a sign on the wall yeah yeah. yep seven hundred and seven hundred and sixty seven i would doubt the statistical validity of this number that liam's gonna come up with seven six one two one seven, I think. It was. By the way, who do you think you are? Was our was was our Doctor Who retrospective we used to do here? Uh, he's, yes, of course. <laughs> just just for the record, <laughs> Ethan's out there somewhere shouting at the thing. Oh, Ethan's not here. We probably yeah. have said that. <laughs> he's not. He's uh, he and his girlfriend are having an anniversary. Yeah, tonight. happy anniversary. So, Ethan. Happy anniversary. It's the winter of love. Oh, it is. I hope you're not on your way to a remote desert island. Yeah. Um. So Joe beckons to God. And there's a great shot of actually above him of him beckoning to God for something else, something better. It's been seeing that in again. It kind of reminded me of um, uh, that prison movie. Uh, Green Mile? No. Andy Dufresne. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Shawshank. Shawshank Redemption. That bit where he does that and the camera goes above him, doesn't it? When he's going. He does. Although yeah. this, again, would predate that by about six years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's not the first time they've used the shot. No. Uh, they walk up a path that is mirrored in the logo of the company which i didn't realize until later until like five minutes later when they go go into the actual place yeah there's a daisy that's been crushed by a woman's shoe eventually it missed all these other men's shoes but it's the woman's shoe that crushes it but we never find out who the woman is no i mean you could infer but yeah that's about it yeah yeah because i assumed that was gonna mean something okay and you know obviously crushing the only good thing that's living and going through there with the bright color mm-hmm. the brightish color um, also the only thing that's organic everything yeah, else is yeah, cement yeah. and hard edges yeah. yeah and then that was the lady's shoe that squashes it out you just i thought <sighs> something was going to happen where we were going to find out who this lady Has was anybody else here ever worked in a factory yep no oh have you yep what have you done i worked at masterfuse which is mars company like mars the chocolate bar company mars the chocolate company yeah if you get in there in canada that's huge money Oh, really? People want to go and get in there. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, I forget what the name of the company is. Don't forget if it's Mars or M&M or what. But yeah, if you can get in that chocolate bar factory, huge money. I met the grandson of Mars. Jupiter. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Um, but they used to come around the factory um, every so often uh, just to check on everything and see how things are going, you know. Yeah. They're very hands-on family. And um, yeah, he was really nice. Indeed. Well, I say indeed, like I know. I'm just trying to move on to my next point. Okay. I was, I was mostly asking, <laughs> looking at it. Well done. Sorry. Uh, I used to work uh, at a couple of factories. Uh, I worked for once. I talked about it the other day. I think I did anyway. We worked at this little factory that put like the back of like um, 20 to 32 foot like small trucks on the back there. So I think I showed up about getting fired. What movie would we watch about getting fired? Uh, and I was explaining what it was like to be fired and how I almost got fired from this job. 
Oh yeah, because we because you admitted you've been fired like so many times. Oh, that's horrible. Um, yeah. uh, you're not having your mic yeah, in. Okay, well, with Anna Kendricks up in the air would be the would be yes. the answer there. Um, and so we did that one, but then I also worked for a supplier for Honda. Oh, cool! And that was <laughs> kind of <laughs> it was all right. I mean, st- steady work. And at one point, when the economy was going really well, it was good money. It was yeah, yeah. But a man, talk about like if you're like, oh, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a year off school, you could easily get stuck there. Yeah, because you could buy a vehicle, you could buy all these toys, and also the idea of giving all that money up. So it took me a few years to get out of there, but I did finally and go back to school and do what I'm doing now. I had a friend who worked for Lotus because that's a, a Norwich-based company. That's a car company over here. Car company, yeah, Lotus. And uh, obviously the Lotus Esprit that's used in uh, James Bond uh, was done by uh, that company. Sure. And uh, my mate worked for him. And every now and again, they'd get certain people come around the factory. And at this particular point, I think that was early 2000s, I want to say about 2004, Somewhere around there, I think. Um, our mate from uh, Wrestler. Mickey Rourke? Mickey Rourke came walking around the factory. How weird is that? That is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he was invited or why he was around, whether he was just doing a, f- a feature film or whether he was just around and about. I don't know. Buying a vehicle, who knows? But yeah, he was around the factory and uh, met a few of the, the people that worked there. Well, my experience is for the most part, there is a bit of a slow trudge into work. The first one I worked out especially. I was getting a sense from that opening sequence of like the, the drudgery of going to work. And again, going back to the Cornetto thing, you know, in the beginning of Shaun of the Dead, I'm sorry to bring this up again, but you know how everyone is almost like a zombie oh, even yeah, okay. before the, the zombies yeah, yeah. Come, become a thing. Everyone trudging to work in step and the dreary colours and things like that. It's just that, you know, not life not living its potential yeah, at I that point in the film. I know one person who works at a factory who walks away going, I really like my job. Exactly. They might like the money that job provides them with and the security that brings, but as far as do you enjoy what you do, it's it's, it's, it's any repetitive motion. How can the answer be yes? Do you know what I was told when I started at the factory? They said, leave your brain at the clock-in machine. Mm-hmm. I think I'd rather be working for Mars than uh, rectal probes, though, as well. So, yeah. <laughs> well, they also made petroleum jelly, we found out. Jelly, yeah, yeah. 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 Which know, probably helps with the rectal probe. Slippery little fuckers. There was a shot where they were like bringing it down. They it was were. just like, sp- oh. oh, it was foul. <laughs> I did do a double take when I first saw those posters. I was like, what? What is this case? <laughs> <laughs> but this film is setting you up for something not what it turned into. Mm, I quite thought. big and dramatic. It yeah, always yeah, yeah. it was going to be. Um, very arty very yeah. do you know what i mean weird uh they go into the into the factory which isn't arty but is weird and um the lighting is a safety incident itself waiting to happen i don't mean the once he gets into his office i mean just on the shop floor it's like so dark yeah and there's a punch clock have you anybody, has anybody ever had to use a proper punch clock yep, yep. i did no. yeah twice and it went in six minute incre- increments it wouldn't go down to the minutes so if you miss your window they dock six minutes of your pay so one tenth oh, wow one tenth of an hour so yeah, Ars didn't do that. Harsh. It was harsh. Yeah, yeah. Ars didn't do that. If and you were, if you were, um, I think it, it clocked over each minute. But if you were two or three minutes over, they dock you fifteen minutes. Oh, really? I mean, I have, yeah, to, yeah. I have to swipe them when I go to work now, or, or it's not really a swipe. It's more of a you just hold your card up and it reads it like a chip and pin. Reader. Oh, I swipe now. I but it used to be clocking and punch. But I used to have, like the proper like yeah, ka chunk. Yeah. That was and quite a satisfying and, and, thing. And you put it from one side to the... Oh, it was really satisfying to put it from, from, the, from the in to the out. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was great. And punching it was... K-chunk. It was a, it was a nice sound. It was, yeah. 
Um, and then he goes into his office and it's yellow lit. He tries to hang his hat up and it doesn't work, but the lighting is, is yellow and fluorescent and sickly and poorly. And we meet Mr. Warturi played by Dan Hedja. I recognize him. You should. It's the third film we've done with him on the podcast. Can you think of any of the others? I can only think of one off the top of my head right now, unfortunately. Uh, nope. Not a clue. He is Cher's dad of in Clueless. Of course he is. I was clueless. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. the one who's like, Daddy, we're going to sell your golf clubs to help. Yes. Help. Or the skis to help, you know, the poor people in, in wherever she was raising money for. Yeah, of course didn't was. have a climate that allowed skiing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he, he was, is a, he's a recognizable face. He also, uh, Georgia, you might appreciate this part. He plays uh, Carlo Trotelli's husband on Cheers. Oh, okay. So there we go. He was he was the deadbeat husband. I forget what his name was now. Do you know, I've watched that for years. I hadn't seen it for years, but I used to watch it religiously for years. Is this Cheers? Yeah. Okay. And I wouldn't have known that. Oh, really? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nick. No. It's but Nick. He's, definitely, he's definitely one of them faces that just shows up yeah. in stuff. And we, it's like he's on a... Like, I, I, this is supposed to be a send-up of like... But that was too much. Because just non-stop. I know he can get the job. I, I know he can get the job, but do, can he do the job? I know he can get the job. No, no, don't argue with me. Don't argue with me. Don't if argue with me. You're I wrong. Don't argue with me. You're wrong. <laughs> if I was wrong, I'd admit I was wrong, but I'm not wrong. You're wrong. Yeah, yeah. I know he can get the job, but can he do the job? And it was just like a loop. It was. And meanwhile, if you look around, you might notice a familiar face. We'll come back to her in a minute. Joe gets the worst cup of coffee, and he puts powdered whitener in it. I thought it was um, milk that had just gone off. Do they have powdered whitener in this country? We must do, but I've never seen it. I don't know. You get, like, coffee You can made. get powdered milk. No, it's not this. It's something no. different. I don't, I don't know. This is specifically, like, powdered whitener. And it's just, like, it's, like, the ultimate, like, long-form dairy addition to a cup of black coffee. Yeah, powdered milk. It'll never spoil, but it wasn't milk. It was, like, coffee mate. Coffee mate's, like, a flavor. Yeah, we do cream. have we have that, yeah. We definitely have coffee mate. Uh, powdered? Yeah. Okay. I don't know about powdered, but, yeah. I've it seen was, it powdered. Okay. I don't drink coffee, so I will let you guys decide. Yeah, um, it's just it's just too clumpy, and it was just like, ugh. It I thought it was um, milk that had gone off. Um, so Joe gets some sort of lamp out of his filing cabinet, and it brings like, me to a point that I call first: bring me the lamp. I like the lamp. It was lovely. Uh, the lamp that Joe brings into his office displays all the future events in the movie, including the yacht, a volcano, and a large full moon. Do you know what? I knew that. I knew that when I looked at it, mm. but I didn't think of it until you just said it was very colorful. But I knew that. And we meet Lovely Dee Dee. Ah, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, it's just come to me. The music is playing. Mm-hmm. Is that the music that's playing when they're on the island? Probably. The animals went into two by two. Yeah, I was just trying to oh, think. Oh, I don't think it's playing that. Because <laughs> it's playing some sort of tune, isn't yep. it? Yeah. There's a lot of overlapping with music in this movie. Yeah. Uh, we meet Dee Dee, played by Meg Ryan. Um, Did you notice that, Georgia? What? That the lady in the office was Meg Ryan. Do you know Meg Ryan from anything? I don't know. Uh, no. Only the second Meg Ryan film we've done. Top Gun. Yeah. Woo. Top Gun. Um, so she asks what's with his shoe. He says he's losing his soul. Funny. That was clever. Funny. It was. She's asthmatic. She's got a little, and she like types in the office. And she asks for some sort of brochures. He doesn't have any. So Mr. Rotori comes in and asks how he's doing. Uh, Joe says he's not feeling very well. And it's a doctor's appointment. Rotori calls Joe inflexible. And he says, nobody feels good. After childhood, it's a fact of life. I don't know. I feel pretty good. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I feel like crap currently. I've got a headache. <laughs> <laughs> but in general life. I just, so there's, if you can see my satchel on the floor, I do have I've pain just, I've just had some. That's why I left a, bit, a minute ago. Out of my satchel? No, out of my coat pocket. Oh, you had some? Okay. Yeah. You'd be more than welcome to take some. I was just curious. Have you, no, have you no, found no I haven't just been in there. Yeah. Uh, I have both kinds in case you want. Oh, I might find the other kind yeah. in a minute. Yeah. Um... <laughs> This Paris, in this country, no. it's paracetamol and no, ibuprofen. I know, I know, I know. But in case any you weren't reason, saying, so no. just like, all these no. people out there listening going, ooh, what, what's the other? Just, just paracetamol and ibuprofen. And your brain always goes to the worst. Yeah. <laughs> After being, talking about being coked up a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he tells Joe to lose the lamp and like, was like, no, no, I'll wait. And a little bit of me felt for the boss here because I am like, there's, you know, I tell a kid all the time, take your hoodie off. But yeah, I will in a minute. No, no, you'll do it now. Yeah, but the difference about you telling a child to take your hoodie off is different to him having that lamp. He's the only person in that room. Why can't he have the lamp? Yeah, what's wrong with the lamp? What's I wrong appreciate with the, lamp? the lamp. Also, if he uses the lamp and has the lamp in there, then why did he have to take it out of the cabinet? Why wasn't it already on his desk? I guess the question isn't about, about the lamp, lamp, because it seems that Joe's not fighting that the lamp shouldn't be used. It's about when is he going to get rid of it. You know what I mean? Mm. Rather than go, yeah, okay, but I'll put it away. It's, I'll put it away in a minute. But wouldn't a happy worker be a more productive worker? There shall be no joy in the office. Yeah, this no doesn't, joy. You know, abandon all hope, ye who, ye who enter here or something like that. Um, I've worked for offices that really care about people being happy and enjoying their jobs. The trudge of the employees would suggest this ain't one of those places. Nope. No. And I would say for the most part, factories aren't. Because the most part in factories, you're just the thing, the human element needed to load a jig. Or you have a human element needed to fill this report. The difference about this, though, is he wasn't in a factory where I was with 30 people. No, he's in the office. He's in the office. Yeah. By him, he's, he's in an office within an office. Certainly. So the manager guy, what's his name from Cheers? Uh, it, it's Mr. Waturi. Yeah, him and... Frank. Frank and Meg Ryan and the other fella. Yep. All share the same room, where he share one room by... Well, share... He shares, shares the room with the books mm-hmm. or whatever it is. The brochures. The brochures. So, I mean, he's on his own. So I can't understand why him having that lamp was such a, a bad thing. Like, this is the kind of like workers who would like be terrible today <laughs> or the kind of bosses because now I go into Tesco and everybody's got it. All the employees are on their phone every two seconds and they're not you, I'm sure, but I'm talking about like the big, the big Tesco's. Oh, no, I am. All right, <laughs> on their phones every two seconds, and, and they're and they're, and, and they're all walking around wearing wearing the AirPods. Um, no, I'm not. Oh no! Oh, AirPods? Jesus! What? It's, it's those wireless uh, in-ear headphones. Oh, okay. No, I still got. I, I, I would lose mine in a heartbeat. No, no, no. Um, what I was going to say was um, one thing about um, working in the factory was that I found that. Everybody was okay as a group collective. We're quite camaraderie as the higher people that would be more do this, do this, do this, do this, because, blah, 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 blah. But are, in this factory, it seemed like everybody was, Bleh. yeah. Do you know what I mean? There was no camaraderie. It was, well, they're not going to spend that much time in this place to get the nuances. No, of the but this film sets this up to be something like that, doesn't it? You, I, I never, I, I've seen this film, right? But I didn't, I'd forgotten. And I didn't even know this film was going anywhere near what this was trying to show me. Uh, Joe puts his hands over his eyes, and next moment he's at a doctor's doing the exact same thing. That's what we call an action match, kid. Just out of curiosity, if you're action match. Is that like, um, what's that Vietnam movie? With the spinning, the, the guy is um, 
It's the helicopter uh, spinning top coptery bit. Apocalypse now? I can't remember. Yes, I okay. think it was. And he lays back in his bed, doesn't he? And, that's, and that's the fan as well. That's not an action match. That's a graphic match. Oh, so okay. it looks similar. There's a similar sort of an idea when Shrek's looking at the broken pieces of a mirror and then it'll cut to a scene with Fiona and it's the same shard sort of pattern. Yeah. But it's um, but it's something much more fancy and ornate. Oh, okay. So similar idea though. So these are ways that we transition kind of seamlessly to suggest a link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we're at Doctor's. Uh, and Dr. Ellison will see him now and we meet Dr. Ellison played by Robert Stack who Liam you instantly recognized as as the guy from Unsolved Mysteries <laughs> once my mom was dating my stepdad because <laughs> I oh man I should not have been allowed to watch Unsolved Mysteries because I thought all of them were like in a walk down my street <laughs> you do though don't you oh, it's the way geez. he puts it across there isn't it they could be anywhere and if you see them do not approach them <laughs> Very dangerous, and so I thought they had someone who, like, the picture if you sort of looked at the right way looked like the looked like the guy my mom was dating, who ended up being my stepdad. But for like a, like a good two months, I thought the guy was like some sort of killer. Because Robert Stack, yeah, because Robert Stack of the scary music told me so. That was still an unsolved because mystery. Because it was an unsolved mystery. <laughs> and they always put it on late at night, right before you go to bed. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I had unsolved mysteries over. Here. You can watch them on like you could a couple of years ago anyway on Netflix. Could you? Yeah. So oh. I don't know how many are solved now. It'd be nice if they told you, but you can see like unsolved mysteries with the scary voice. Used to open up with him go tonight in unsolved mysteries, and they, they do like all these like dramatic like recreations of what the bad guys had done yeah. using actors. <laughs> but his voice was the constant Wasn't throughout it. it. Yeah, per- perfect voice. Brilliant. For the show. Brilliant. Um, and it's very warm light in the doctor's office, and we find out a couple ba- a backstory things. Joe used to be in the fire department, and he would, he would save people from burning buildings and stuff. And you're like, that doesn't feel like it lines up with the character I've seen at all. No, who's spineless and afraid yep. of everything. Is that foreshadowing with how he can deal with the fiery eruptions Maybe. of a volcano? I don't know. And <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> there's got to be something wrong with Joey. Thinks, and the answer is. Well, your physical test suggests you're fine, but you have a brain cloud. He goes, brain cloud. And he goes, it's incurable? And the doctor goes, yes. He says, you got six months. It's not painful. Your brain will fail shortly followed by your body. And I'm like, <laughs> that sounds painful. <laughs> um, but Dr. Ellison calls him a hypochondriac. He's like, he goes, there's nothing wrong with you outside of this. And so Tom Hanks kind of wraps up for us by going, I'm not sick, except I have this terminal disease. And the doctor's like, that has no symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> Would you not, like, at least, I don't know, question that a bit? Well, the doc- that's part of the plot. See, the doctor plays but- into it, though, and says, if you have any savings, you might think about a trip. And he said, you might want to get a second opinion. He does. Oh, does he? He literally say says oh, to him. Oh, fair enough, then. Fair enough. And, 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 and like, Joe doesn't, doesn't take it in. He just no. sits down and moves on to the next step. Yeah. Uh, he says, you have some life left. My advice to you is to live it well. And so he leaves the doctors, and he hugs a great Dane. Yeah. And its owner. Which yeah. it looked like the owner was floating on top of the Great Dane. I couldn't see her legs. And it's a really long take. It was all one long shot. White like car. Uh, the only major issue that executive producer Steven Spielberg took issue with the production was a long, unbroken take of Joe leaving Dr. Ellison's office building. The issue was the director, John Patrick Shanley, did not shoot any of our coverage of the scene beside that one shot. Spielberg sent him back to the location to film additional angles, which then Spielberg looked at and went, nah, stick with the one shot. <laughs> <laughs> I quite liked it. I was like theorizing, is the white car like 
a symbol. The end of his life yeah. or a symbol. Is there a reason why there's this really long shot? Is or it trying to be arty again? You're, you're fr- what was that? You've got this terrible yeah. news and you're frozen in this moment. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, a cut brings relief, but actually it forces you to think and deal with it. And now he's dealing with, you know, hugging a dog and hugging a, this old woman who doesn't know. And does that mean something? Yeah. It's can tell you can watch it on a bigger screen than I did because I thought it was a young boy. <laughs> no, it's old. <laughs> There's an old lady. And so um, he then goes back into work. He fixes the flower on the way back in. And Mr. Watusi still having the same argument with whoever it is on the phone. And uh, he then goes to... In in the coast stand, um, the same. So he sticks his hat in the bin. Yes, he just gets rid of his hat this time. (laughs) Which tends to be a trend of him just getting rid of his hats in various locations in this film. It does, yeah. Yeah. He has an arm wrestling contest with a disfigured arm. (laughs) I want arm. to know what that arm has got to do with the um, the probes. I mean, yes. what's going on there? Apparently, and, it's pretty armless. And, 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 they're, <laughs> and they're working and and they're working on what was it? Artificial testicles? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And why an arm? Who knows? Um, <laughs> he's then chastised for taking a three-hour break, and uh, he kind of disregards his boss and says he quits. He opens up the main drain, only to find out nothing happens. I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> Anybody ever watch Lost? No. No. Uh, only a few from the first season. I'm going to spoil a little bit. In season two of Lost. Oh, uh, I know. I, know. I didn't get that far. Don't <laughs> worry. They, they, they find this hatch, and they finish to finally break into it in season two. Yeah. And there's a computer, and every 108 minutes, you have to punch in the numbers 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. The Lost numbers. The Lost numbers. That's why it's from Lost, yes. Yeah. And uh, if, but and you're through it every 108 minutes, or else the world will end. What does that mean? No one knows. So the question then becomes what happens if you don't push? So it, are, are you just a puppet and is someone just like making fun of you from like this cosmic distance? Hang on a minute. Yeah. How long did it take to open this hatch? There was someone in it. There was somebody in it when there they was got somebody there. else in it when they got in there. Okay, because yeah. if somebody weren't in it, I'd gone. I'd call. Bullshit. So as soon as Buddy finds out there's other people there, he takes off. Oh, okay. And at one point they catch him. They meet him later on. They go, "Didn't you question whether what you were doing meant anything?" And he said, "Every single day." But Ooh. but but the pressure of you're told if you don't push this, the world ends. I'm so how do you of- <laughs> how do you not how do you not do it? I'd have fell asleep. What was well, that's the thing. You said the alarm. It's supposed to be a two. I read. I've been going way too deep into the mythology of Lost. It's supposed to be a two-man job. Oh, okay. So one person would take eight hours, and someone else would take eight hours. So this guy was doing it by himself. So he's like sleep deprived and crazy when, when, when they meet him. Yeah. But all the prisoners like set themselves up into groups. But one guy is determined he's going to let the clock run out. Oh. I'll, I'll leave it there. As much as I'll say, that's season two. It's a major storyline. in season two of Lost. After after a few months, maybe a year, year and a half or something, I'd gone. Yeah, let's let it run out. See what happens. Yeah, so not being funny. I mean, it just you can't keep doing that, can you? So this is sort of the main drain. Nothing happens if you open it. <laughs> uh, and then he quits his job, and he packs up three books: Robinson Crusoe, Romeo and Juliet, The Odyssey. Is this everything all encompassing of the film? Well, I mean, I might talk about it at the end of the movie. Okay, Got similar themes. I it guess, does, doesn't they? it? Yeah. He stands up Voyages for himself and, and calls Mister Maturi a sack of shit in a cheap suit. <laughs> I like it. Funny. Uh, and he admits that he's been in love with Dee Dee. Which, like, did you say the word love? I don't think he says love. 
but he does say that he's been too chicken to ask her out. Yeah. And he smelled, he knows what she smells like. He knows what she sounds like. He can. And the waft of her dress when she walks by. Not the waft of her dress. That sounds foul. <laughs> no. You can tell the sound her, the fabric on her dress makes from 20 feet away. Yeah, waft. The waft is to do with fragrance and odor. <laughs> Random words? From 20 waft. feet. Jeez. <laughs> um, Good boy, kid. And so. Uh, he then yells at Frank and asks out Dee Dee, and he, he leaves. And she goes, wow, what a change. And we cut right to the date, and he's high on life, which is ironic. Maybe he should have been all along. Maybe. That's all I'm saying, but who knows? He's scaring Dee Dee a bit with his energy, because he's all like, bam, bam, wow, pow. And he thinks he's dying. Yep. I think he's allowed to have some energy. Although, I'm glad he admitted to her what was happening before things got interesting. Yes. <laughs> Georgia, I, I thought the energy here was very Chandler Bing when he's trying to break up on that first episode we did. Yeah, very much <laughs> And uh, he says, did I ever tell you the first time I saw you, I felt like I'd seen you before. <laughs> Out- She's Meg Ryan. Outside the restaurant, there's an exploding volcano and an old-time sailor just waiting out there just a couple there of was. yeah there was and i said to you about posters you saw, you saw the poster yeah Didn't but I? there's 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 a real life sailor in like an old time sailor suit oh wow yeah um they kind of go on a ferry and overlook the river uh from from a distance and then they uh they eventually go back to his but during the shot of joe and Dee on the ferry against a surreal multicolored manhattan skyline yeah i liked that was a shot of a smoke-filled soundstage sorry it was shot on a smoke-filled soundstage the moonlit water is actually made of black plastic garbage bags with fans blowing on them and the skyline is just a simple backdrop oh uh, that's cool yeah budget budget <laughs> um they go back to his and they're making out and she asks him why are you so full of life and then he tells her uh, just Tom Hanks at this moment. Just tell her five minutes later, and she bails. I think, I, I think no, let's be honest. That's, yeah, I think, yeah. At least if you're going to have a relationship a question. with somebody, here's a question. Does, just, just a really interesting question. Does does he owe her a truth there? I don't think it's if fair to not, commit yourself to someone who is a who th- knows they're about. I don't to die. think they're talking about Are commitment right now. No, as in committing your body to someone. They're about to have sex. So you think? It's just 100 honest. So you think that if 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 you're about to have sex with someone, it's not consent of do you want to do this? Yes, I want to do this. You have to open up about your about your medical history. If oh, you're no, if no. you're going to die in six months, yes, I would assume well, the you person might not be in six would months. be around for a bit longer than five six months. Assuming I think this is okay. It's a conversation sort of you'd have if things got more serious after that. I think if he doesn't tell her about it's okay, if yeah. they decide they're going to begin like a serious ongoing relationship, then say now you can temper this a little bit by his whole speech about I know what your dress sounds like from twenty feet away. So <laughs> maybe like, it suggests like a waft. <laughs> maybe it suggests that he's uh, that he's interested in, in in a longer term commitment sort of thing. But then, if she wasn't fussed about him dying in five six months, wouldn't she have just said, "Oh, it doesn't matter. We're just in the moment." But she says no. So obviously, so obviously it does it did, matter. It to does her. matter yeah. Oh, she was scaring him. I think we're set up. I think we're just supposed to set up to go. He he's been he's in love with the wrong girl. Yeah, is what it is. Like this isn't the isn't. great love of his life. Far from it. Well, it's still a Meg Ryan, but you know. Yeah. So spoiler. Um Yeah, but she's 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 not the right girl. So he thinks just and why? She's the only girl in the office. That's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, convenience. Yeah. She's the only woman he sees in Every his regular day. life. He yeah, doesn't yeah. seem to have many friends or family or anyone else around him, does he? He hasn't got any family, he says. Kind of the central crux lonely. of the movie, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um so like none of his old fireman buddies are checking up on him or anything like that. Nope. So uh she says I uh she goes 
she he tells her and she bails and i've got in my notes i think we're supposed to dislike her for this but i think i think her reaction's totally fine yeah i mean because if somebody let's face it right for the same reason we just said i was arguing the other side i think if he says you have the right to go i don't no no i don't owe you this evening i i'm gonna choose to i'm gonna choose to not go down this road because you know i'm not gonna let I, I wouldn't want to sleep with someone and then find out that they were only had six months to live afterwards. I would want to know beforehand and then make that decision whether I still wanted to or not. Because doing that in in sleeping with someone, you are building a relationship that is very intimate and very what like it is a commitment in I, some sorts of ways. And I depends, wouldn't want to yeah, on what you're both looking for. If you're looking for like a one night stand, then fine. But if he's you quit. are so he's, for a relationship, he doesn't have to see her yeah. every day. So. I go to Georgia. And I mean, there's no blowback for it, but I mean, there's no, there's no I, I think, <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't think I, I'm both sides of my mouth here. I don't think he owes her this, this explanation at all. No, no reason. Not at all. No, but I do think that once she knows, she totally has the right to leave. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah she yeah. can no, absolutely I, abandon ship. I don't think ship. you can villainize her for that. Ship. Abandon suitcase. Okay. <laughs> you know. So there we go. We can we can agree to disagree about what that means. But, but he gets points for actually if he goes to her and goes, If he goes to her and goes, I really want to be with you. I want to be with you for the rest of my life. Oh, I do too. <laughs> six months. <laughs> and, and, then he goes, and then he goes, what's part of this change? Oh, I'm dying in six months. Okay, yeah, he definitely owes her. He can't go. No, oh, nothing, baby. I just, I just, I just feel better about myself. No, at that point, he has to come clean because yeah, he's, he's been pitching a relationship. Now we have an ellipsis cut, so we don't know what's been said during the date to start with, or after the date. And what does he tell the band to play? A song that will like burn the fire of their hearts and something like that, isn't it? Yeah. So maybe, but yeah, yeah. Depends how you see early on relationships, really. I think it's personal preference, isn't it? It is interesting that it's split male, female, though. <laughs> it probably says quite a lot about how I, I, men and women view sex. I was Who saying knows? before we... I don't know. Hang on. <laughs> I'm not your stereotypical guy in this regard. I'm <laughs> not. not. Um, but we do have... Um, oh, I just lost it. That's okay. <laughs> uh, I forget. So um, he then... She, she leaves and then comes back. It's a lingering shot. Liam went, oh, here we go. Da, 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 da. I knew she'd come back, and it's just she forgot her bag. So it's a little fake out, isn't it? But I knew. And that. I just thought what I forgot. Go for it. So it's the idea that we do have two men, two women, and that's great because I was saying before we turned the mics on, and maybe even before Georgia got here, I really like the, the, the pod when it is two men, two women. I think it's a really good, good dynamic. dynamic. A lot of podcasts skew male heavy, both in listenership and in pr- presenters. Yep. And I, I do like the idea that it's not even just a, to- a single token female voice, but there are layers within that female perspective. And having more than one woman on allows us to explore that. Yeah. So there we go. Pippin would like to remind you that he is a boy too. Yes, Pippin. Oh, does that you mean are. we're outnumbered now? We are, yes. Yeah. Outnumbered. Well, Pippin doesn't verbalize his thoughts too much, but. Uh, do, you have anything to- do you have anything to say? He doesn't. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, he no, lifts the microphone. I'm microphone. not doing this thing <laughs> with a podcast. Which I'm like, the dog wants to talk to you on the FaceTime. Like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> he, did, he did just lick the microphone when I said that. Though. All right. He did. I could bring my cats next week. There, there we go. And then they'll just chase each other and my place will be trashed. Great. <laughs> and then the Patreon membership prices go up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where are we at here? The um, lingering shot. Right. So the lingering shot, she comes back in and that's that. The next morning, uh, we meet Samuel. 
I didn't catch what his last name was. They all had the same thing. I thought it was Hardy Graham, and then it turned into something else. But we meet Samuel, played by Lloyd Bridges. Yeah. Uh, in the so he he comes on and he smashes a hole in the wall. If someone there's something the else on the wall, I'm gonna talk about the end of the movie. If someone smashes a hole in your wall, wall like that, wouldn't you get a little bit? Hang on, whoa, who the hell are you? Oh, he's eccentric. Well, yeah, but that, right, I'm gonna send an eccentric guy around here just to smash a hole in your wall. See how you react. <laughs> and we find out through Samuel that uh, Joe's got no job, no family, and asks him, "What do you know about superconductors?" And I don't even know I'm a superconductor. It's got to do with electrics, I guess. It's got to be. Uh, Graham wants to hire go Samuel. I don't know if his name's Graham or not. Samuel wants to hire Joe to jump into a volcano as he smokes a pipe because he's got a deal with the people of, uh, with the old Wapani people who live in Wapani Wu. Um, and it's got to do with the fact that they have a volcano that explodes every hundred years unless you appease the volcano gods or at least yeah. so the locals believe. And the locals will give uh, Samuel mining rights forever and ever and ever if he can find them a hero who will jump into the volcano in their stead, therefore saving the land. So he can get the, uh, the so can keep mining his, for the ore. And he can get the superconductors, which yeah, this yeah. island is rife with. Yeah, yeah. We do get a funny statement that apparently the, this area was settled by um, explorers who were like blown a thousand miles off course. So it's a mix of like all sorts of different cultures. One of them is Jewish. One of them is, I think, Polynesian. One of them is like Roman or Latin or something like that. And Celtic or something. And Celtic, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like this mishmash of all these different cultures. And what's the drink called? They, no, they just like they just like orange soda. Yeah, love orange soda. They had them in cans. Yeah, like like proper yeah. cans. Yeah, where do they get them from? Well, they love it. This is that they made it. So I'm guessing they must import it. Okay. Oh, there he is. Letting his voice the podcast. Yeah. He agrees with you. They import it. <laughs> Uh, so once we hundred years, it must be a sacrifice. It's been ninety nine years, eleven months, and eleven days. I will say, I question the what in, in, in a wire in a in a yet to be wireless world that it took them until there's like at most twenty days left on the clock before they started looking for someone. Yeah, a bit late in the game. It's kind of like um, you ever see Cabin in the Woods? No. Oh yes. Yeah, like, like they wait pretty late in the day to start trying to appease. Oh, before like the end of the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. they've got to get the sacrifices. Oh, yeah. And also, what we're talking about: Do you sleep with someone who's got like, an illness terminal or not? Have you, have you ever seen Fifty Fifty? No. No. Fifty Fifty. It's um, oh, is that Leverett? No. Joseph, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Seth Rogen and Joseph Gordon Levitt like develops cancer, and so it's a story of him going out one night and he's just looking for. When I stand. Looking for, a, uh, yeah, she's gone to the club like every other single guy has. And then how it changes when she finds out he's got cancer. And she doesn't know she should feel sorry for him. or And it's a whole nother level of stuff, isn't it? It is, yeah. I guess. So do you not do it? Because now you see, but then now she doesn't see you as a sexual partner. Now she sees you as someone damaged and wounded and sick. Yeah, true. So it's, it's, it's like a really, it's a really interesting look. It is. And it, 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 it takes me like, like, as 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 major and as serious as cancer and then it plays it into these almost like bro comedy rom-commy kind of tropes as well so it's an interesting film um where were we here we go um so joe's like yeah all right i'll do it because he's told live like a king die like a man and he just goes i don't do it well yeah. yeah he's gonna die and he's gonna get lots of money for doing it so why not see everything seemed to come too easy mm. i don't know it just seemed did you want him to to have to interview for this job? No, everything like the guy turning up on his doorstep, smashing a hole in his wall. Everything seems so surreal 
and unrealistic. I thought this was a dream. It does become a once upon a time. I was thinking of Mary Poppins Very actually true, for the first bit. <laughs> Just because he had on his stick, it was like the duck, duck. The, the, Duck's the, head. the bird head like Mary yeah. Poppins has. Oh, really? And his surname is Banks, Joe Banks, which is the, oh, the same name Banks. of... Saving it's Mrs. Banks. The Banks family. The Banks family. And right. I thought he was going to be more of a Mary Poppins sort of helpful figure, but obviously that was just that scene. Um, obviously later on we know that he's uh, absolutely not. He's more of a quack, but you know. <laughs> quack. <laughs> um, he goes shopping, he rents a limo for the day, and the limo driver is Ozzy Davis. I like him. If we ever do do the right thing, and we have to do the right thing one day, Ozzy Davis is a big part of that movie. He's a great part of that movie. Oh, cool. He was yeah. a good little part in this. He was good. It was a nice friendship that you kind of wanted to see him build more upon. Yeah. Joe wants to buy clothes. He doesn't know what kind, and that sets Ozzy off. I think his name is Marshall in this. Yeah. Um, and so Marshall um, gets upset because he goes, if you live at lingering silence, then that means you want me to tell you what kind of clothes you should wear, and I don't know who you are. <laughs> clothes mean a big deal to me. And clothes make the man. I don't know what kind of man you are, so I don't know what kind of clothes to get you. <laughs> and I'm like, he's got every point in the book. Absolutely. So he asks a bunch of questions. He goes, okay, we'll have to get you some, some sort of clothes. And Joe repays him by buying him a tux. And there's a great shot of the two of them now standing in their tuxes in, in the shop. And Joe says, I feel like I'm getting married. And then rather than go for like like some sort of a cheap joke, instead they go for a little one. Little one she goes, I feel like I'm giving you away. <laughs> yeah. Which was a nice little joke. It was. Uh, he, he sees two more dogs. And did you catch what breed they were? Same. Great Danes. Yeah. And I'm like. That must mean something. What, what is the symbolism? But, but what are the know. odds that it would be Great Danes? Yeah. Yeah. So my, mystery. Who knows? My, my antenna went up mm. in this unsolved mystery. Because <laughs> Robert Stack says so. Oh, I've got to get the I've got to get the music for unsolved mysteries oh, for please. the for the for the outro this week. It's got to be it. do that. Do that. Uh, he gets a haircut from I don't know if anybody else noticed this. Who gave him the haircut? Liam got it. Bless you. Yeah. Carol Kane. So Carol Kane is the landlord in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, okay. the older lady who uh, oh rents her house. That's what landlords do, isn't it? <laughs> She's the one who changed herself to like the like the, the steamrollers and all that stuff to stop the the uh, gentrification from happening in our community. I can't remember it well right. enough. Have you ever seen Gotham? Well, it's okay. It's penguins. Moments. It's penguins' mother. In, oh, in okay. Gotham. Oh, va- yeah, yeah. vaguely. Yeah. Yeah. There you it's go. been a while since I've seen Gotham. Okay. So he gets a haircut anyway, which is good because his hair looks stupid. He looked like Bill Murray. <laughs> you said that. I've never seen Bill Murray with a full head of hair. He's always been balding. Well, with that longish thought, uh, he looked like Bill Murray. All right. <laughs> um, so there's more shopping, but it finishes with the purchase of four watertight steamer cases. They are amazing. And then he's lonely because he tries to invite the uh, tries to invite the driver for dinner. And he's like, I'm going home with my family. I felt like he this says, was. Do you have anybody? Be... Yeah, I thought he was going to invite him home or something yeah. like that. I mean, but instead, we get Blue Moon, um, and and Liam, you and I were debating who was singing Blue Moon. Yeah, we did. Blue and you thought it might have been Chris Isaac because he went up a high bit. Yeah. Uh, this was by a little independent singer known as Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah, it was. So uh, that didn't sound like Elvis. Did you catch the Oscar nominations? Uh, Elvis came up for, for a few things. Oh, cool. Not, not Mr. Hanks, unfortunately. Oh, he did was, he not get one? Do you know oh, what? He no. was I good enough. I thought he was good in it. Yeah. People want, I don't like him. I'm like, you're not supposed to. You're not to. supposed to. <laughs> I suppose the most likable guy but, in Hollywood is playing a bad guy. Yeah, I you mean, know, so. He's in that stage of his life now, isn't he, where he's playing them character parts. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's got something big coming up. I forget what it was. Uh, but Austin Butler got one for playing Elvis. He's, a nomination. He's, he's he, good. He, so, he, was, he was really good. He's very that. good in it. I appreciate it. Uh, he has a martini. 
I've never had a martini. Anybody else not have a martini? I've had nope. plenty of martinis. <laughs> What's a martini like? Well, I usually have a passion fruit martini, so it's quite. Oh, fruity. I've had fruit martinis, I've had a fruit but I've not one. had no, no, a normal I'm ta- martini. I'm talking like standard James Bond, James, martini. Oh, James Bond martini. martini. No, I think I have on holiday, but I didn't really like it. So, what's it taste like? Strong. Yeah. <laughs> um, a mate of mine. Um, he's so, a, what you're saying is it tastes like alcohol. Pretty much. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is not what alcohol should taste like. Is it vermouth? You want to enjoy your alcohol. Is it gin and vermouth? Is that martini? Yeah. I, I want to think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when my mate made it, because he's a big James Bond fan, and he said, have you ever had a, a, you know, a James Bond martini? I was like, no. He went, well, we'll do a shaken one and a non-stirred, you know, shaken and not stirred one. And, uh, no, 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 no. A shaken one and a not shaken one. Yeah, that one. There we are. Shaken which, 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 no, The first one will be shaken, the second one will be stirred. Okay. Are you shaken or stirred? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you, were giving me, you were giving me shaken and not stirred. It's like, it's, it's, it's kind of like heads you win, tails you, heads you win, tail, well, heads I win, tails you lose. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean. When I was in Russia asking for, asking for a James Bond movie, I that is golden. That's good. We should do that as a whole pod one day. Uh, every um, now and then we do get a Russian listener, so I try not to offend all of them. <laughs> they know we mean in good gesture. I hope so. Um, yeah, but he made me both. Yeah. And I think I actually preferred the shaken one, not stirred. There we are. So, yeah. So you and Bond, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. One of the many ways. The only, thing I didn't, I didn't, the only thing I didn't have is that olive in the bottom, because oh. I don't, I don't oh, like I'm olives. Not, I'm not a fan of olives. Ugh, don't like the texture. Anti, I do like olives, olive. but I've never yeah. had one at a drink before. The uh, team olive. But you do know that, I mean, if you've ever been with me when, well, when we went to the Maple Leaf, mm-hmm. my Caesar came with like a whole salad inside of it. It yeah. did. It had like a green bean. It had oh, like, cool yeah, like peppers. Oh, it's great. It had that good old big stick of celery. Though, big old it? stick of celery. It's like a Bloody Mary, but with Clamato juice, which makes it even worse. Oh, no. It's Canada's official cocktail. No. <laughs> it's like a meal in a cup. It is a meal. When, it's, when we, get to, we get to Canada Day, I'll, I'll make Caesars for people on the pod. That'd be nice. There we go. It's just it's just like drinking cold soup and it's alcoholic and it's just that, wrong. That does delicious. not sound right. <laughs> See, they're, they're, they're preconditioning you. It's a delicious Well, I drink. enjoy your Canadian crisps. There we go. So oh, yeah, there we go. I'll rest They're my favourites. I'll say this much. I once went to a uh, university formal with, with a, uh, a girlfriend who was attending the school. I didn't. And it was one of those things where if you bought your ticket, you had open bar all night. Mm-hmm. So pretty much it just meant like there's something like a bunch of mixers and like they'd give you the shots for whatever and you'd go... And I was sitting there going, I don't really just want to just be drinking beer all night or something like that. So I thought, I'll try this. And I thought, I've never really had a Caesar, but I kind of know what the, what, how, to, how to make one up. Mm-hmm. So once I heard it was vodka, I was like, okay, great, I'm off to the races. They had a Caesar, mixed all the stuff together. And they had Tabasco and the whole nine yards. I was like, oh, I'll give it up. Sat down, tasted it, went, oh, this is amazing. This is the, this is the tastiest thing I've ever had. And so uh, <laughs> I had three or four in very quick succession. And that was one of the situations where the food comes out and you eat the food and then like, you know, your 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 buzz dies <laughs> yeah. and you couldn't get it back. <laughs> because by its nature, what George has described, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not exactly a a not hefty drink. Yeah. Like it's got some oomph to it, like yeah. it's it's got some volume to it. And if your stomach's full of food because you've eaten like this like, you know, catered meal. You don't want to be having a seat. It's not really that, but I'm not I'm not really a shot. I, I didn't realize like I didn't have have my shorthand drink. <laughs> What, you know, there's one where everybody's a bit more buzzed than you and you have to catch up. Yeah. I hadn't developed that yet. I have one now. Ah. Drink your choice. Uh, see, this is going to sound really weird, right? Because people think I'm stupid when I say this. I tend to drink pints 
rather than because um, I, I like gins. I like um, you're drinking a pint of gin. No, <laughs> no I'm, I'm just saying I'm setting this up because of what I'm going to say. Right? I like gins. I like um, cocktails and stuff like that, but they go down too quick, too easy. Sure. Whereas the carbonation in a pint, beer doesn't, or or even if it's just an ale, like a Guinness, it does slow it down. Yeah, yeah. it slows it slows everything down. So I don't I don't gulp it, and I tend to. You know, with cocktails and stuff, I tend to to just gone. Yep. You know, and I don't want that in a drink. I, I love it, but I prefer to sip. All right, Georgia. Um, spirits definitely. Um, uh, like any and all, mostly. But my favourite is uh, pineapple gin with ginger beer. That just sounds pineapple rum. Sorry, have you seen, have you seen that guy on TikTok who's like, "What your drink of choice says about you." Pineapple rum and ginger ginger ale. Yeah. I can only imagine what that says about you. What's TikTok? I'm not on TikTok, but thankfully they've started by putting some of them on Facebook, so I see them there. Oh, is that that little thing in the corner with the little black um, line, or whatever it is? And it's kind of like videos that are like uh, like portrait style rather than landscape. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're only yeah, about yeah. ninety seconds long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not there. I for a quick buzz, I like a bit of prosecco. <laughs> okay. As we had on the train the other night, or oh, the other day, whenever day. it was. Yeah, nice yeah. bit of Prosecco. It was, it was early in the morning. It was early in the morning, having Prosecco on the train. Very, very classy. Um, otherwise, I like to experiment with different gins. I am I have a, a gin club when I can afford it, and it's nice to have like different ones sent through the post, so it's a bit of a surprise. So I have a, a sneaky gin here. I got a lot of gifts of gin when I left my, my uh, old school. It seemed to be people were like, give them gin. Which is weird because I wasn't really mentioning it. So I, I, I do like a gin. I never get any gifts like that. No? No. <laughs> so you have was, to leave to get the good presents. What was no, that drink that came in a skull that you had? That wasn't mine. Was that, that a wasn't yours. Huh? Ah. That wasn't yours, but you drank it, didn't you? I, I, I think, no, I think, it's, I think you mixed up with someone else. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, mine would be, uh, I had the, the Crown Royal. Oh, Okay. Which uh, was there was that, one you had on the hearth? It was it was, it was on the mantle there for yeah, a while. Yeah, it was on there. Yeah. That was oh, the Crown Royal. Was that the special that, whiskey. That was the special whiskey. <laughs> which the one that ruined you? Was that it? was the one that we had a we, we had a reunion show? <laughs> I'll say this. Why not? Here's a folks massive segment. But it's not much to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> there no. So uh, we'd we'd gone for a reunion and we'd watched back footage of a of of a of a previous show. And we somehow we decided we should do a drinking game, and it was every time someone made a mistake, we should we should have a we should we should we should have a sip. And the problem <laughs> was like <laughs> Liam was not on his A game during that show. <laughs> that was it, it was Forbidden Planet. Oh, so gosh. we all got more and more inebriated, and you kept getting more and more angry with us because every time you made a mistake, we're like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you weren't the only one, Liam. You I, weren't the only you one. You weren't the only one, but you I were the majority of it. <laughs> I hate that show. I love that show. I got a nice jumpsuit. That was great. Yeah, oh, I like the jumpsuit. Um, <laughs> I had a good, I, I, I had a good run on that show. Was you know what though, right? I genuinely, the first time I've ever been on stage, and I didn't know what I was doing. That's a lie. I came. That's got to be a lie. There's no way that was the first time. That might have been fun. the worst time, but it was by no means the first time. I remember having the lead in that show, and I walked on, and I went, I don't know what the hell I'm saying. Let me give you a little piece of advice from our perspective. It was the first one been on a show, and the lead walked on, and I went, he doesn't have a clue what he's saying. <laughs> Jeez. I jumped a whole scene and we're all sitting. And we're all sitting there. There was once where you and another character both took us two pages off. We're like, how do we get this back? Because you skipped a song. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, but for my, Nightmares. so so I'm kind of like Liam. I do like a pint. But if I have to get, if I have to drink quickly and catch up, then I like a rye or a whiskey and ginger ale. Oh, that's a nice little kind Lots of, of ginger fans gateway. Uh, yeah, situation there. Yeah, absolutely. Favorite cocktail is Purple Rain, though. Like a Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Purple yeah. I don't know if those, if those names are consistent across. The, I have no I idea. I think Purple Rain is. is. It? Okay, it's one of those ones that's quite common. Yeah, I could be oh, wrong, but right. I think I do like my cocktails. Is. I like a porn star martini. Yes, they are absolutely brilliant. Sorry, I got absolutely smashed Very on juicy, them. Yeah. No, fine. Now that we've uh, <laughs> now that we've moved off topic, we'll move back on here. We go to Los Angeles and we meet uh, Angelica, played well. Georgia, did Georgia. you realize who this actress was? Well, the problem is, is that I was watching it on my phone on Prime, and so X Ray kept popping up. So, uh, okay, I don't know whether I would have picked it up or not. Okay, but you knew but that this was that you this know was this was Meg Ryan. Ryan. Okay. Yeah. So she's a redhead, uh, and he and she's uh, taking around. And this was whereas the first character was a bit mousy and kind of you know behind herself and all this stuff. This one was I don't know what she was going for here. This like kind of forthright pushy. It was really weird. The, I did uh, the problem. I think the problem I had with it was because she was trying to do so many distinct different characters. I ended up not liking well, any of them. Not just distinct, but also like really like one dimensional. Yeah, because they're yeah. so because she's trying to do. I've got to make them different. They've only got one character trait. Well, yeah, apart from the last the one, hair. which is just her. <laughs> the hair. Yeah. The first one's brunette. The second one's redhead. The third one's blonde. Yeah. The best thing about her was the word flibbity gibbet. Is that what you said? Flibbity gibbet. Flibbity gibbet. I like? know that because of Sound of Music. He's, he's looking out of the car and goes, I like it. She always thinks of my lady. He looks off to the right and goes, oh, it's so big. And I'm like, okay, what's the sight line? And the next shots of them driving down the Pacific Coast Highway. And I'm like, that's not LA you're saying. That, that's the ocean. Yeah. And fair. It is big. But it, it is. But it's not a city. No. No. I didn't really see the point of her character. Like the film could have progressed without that character uh, being there, uh, unless you've got. Some I've got. Sort of I've got theory. the point to this. I, 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 I can answer this. Okay. I can answer this. I don't understand why the two. Yeah. Just. I don't understand why she played that. Both them characters. I don't know. They go for dinner. She's a painter and she's a poet. One of her painters are there, and it says, "This is a real scene," and I'm like, <laughs> "That's very postmodern." It was. And then we cut to the scene. It's a real scene. And she says that one of her poems, and I think I got it down. Long ago, the entanglement of his hair covered the emptiness of my hands. <laughs> I don't think it's terrible. No, but I feel there should be more. And then she looks at me and goes, <laughs> Do you want to hear it again? Yeah, and then she does. <laughs> and then there's a beat, and she goes, Do you ever think of killing yourself? And I'm like, Whoa! Out of nowhere. And then she's like, I'm tired of living off my father's money and, you know, the painting. It's in my father's restaurant. And he goes, well, you can move out of L.A. And she goes, and give up the money? And I'm like, oh, this is weird because I think they're trying to make this suicidal character a punchline. I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, He tries to talk to her about the finite measurement of time. And then um, she doesn't get it. And he goes, well, then can you please take me home and meg's gotten up to get a refill which is unfortunate because it's the time i'm going to tell her what the purpose of the character is because because she says do, she says do you want me to go up with you and he goes no uh-huh. i don't and the purpose of this version of her character because the first version he hasn't learned anything yet oh, okay. and so he wants her to stay and he's in love with her why because convenience 
He's lonely. If he falls in love and actually goes for this girl, then what happens with the real version? Oh, okay, yeah. It loses anything because he'll sleep with anything that comes up to him. Yeah. And she's vulnerable. And if he, t- so basically, this is a check of how good a man is, Joe. She is slightly Now that he's not dying. Now that he's not, oh, I'm not saying it's a hard, it's hard to say no. <laughs> But I am saying that basically she offers him a free go and he goes, no. It comes up later as well when she, um, yep. the, the third Meg Ryan yep. um, asks, asks him about the sister, doesn't she? Yes. So I suppose that has a bit of a point there. Just that's really like a the point of the test. Just like, if you slept that's with my sister, test. you can't sleep with me. Oh. Well, would you, would you, if someone had slept with your no, sister? Mm, probably not. It's a bit weird. But like, it, it, that's like it, just feels, it just feels like that test, Com- doesn't it? Conversations yes. you and I are never going to have. Like, <laughs> no, no. Well, would you, if you had, if you had a brother, would you sleep with someone who'd slept with your brother? I don't think so. Yeah, that's mm. the question. I haven't got a brother. I don't think. Megan hasn't got a sister. That's a good point because well, I've never had. I've never had a same gendered um, sibling. No. So these thoughts in a world where where I live a. I love a very heterosexual life. So these were these are Same. sort of always going to be, you know, that's never going to be a consideration I've ever had. But it's interesting because there are people who actually will have to have that, not will have to have, but could have that situation pop up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess it's that competitive nature between siblings. It's between sisters, yeah. even between friends, I guess, that could, oh, yeah. could be attributed yeah. to that. But probably, probably more so when it's sisters. Mm. Yeah. So It would be weird and awkward, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, Me and my I, sister so. have got very different types, so it's okay. There you go. Um, and so there, if anybody was curious, now you have the answer to that. <laughs> I'm saying, I've also never had to think as the only person on here with the same gendered sibling. Yes, I haven't either really had to ever think about it because of said reasons. Uh, she asked to go up with them, and he, oh, sorry, but they'll do breakfast though. And then he sits by the sea by himself until the sun comes up. And I don't know if anybody noticed this. Meg, you're under no obligation. Go ahead, get your refill. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. When Joe and Angelica are overlooking LA in her convertible, her license plate on the back of the car says bad girl. Yeah. B-A-A-D girl. Yeah. When she's dropping him off at the hotel in the next scene, the front plate reads good girl. I didn't see that bit. Yeah. I saw the bad girl. I didn't see the good girl. The, the bad girl was harder because I was looking for it. The bad girl was hard to see. Oh, okay. The good girl was was, was actually quite quite plain. But I guess you're oh, okay. For I went situation. So, <laughs> um, we go to breakfast, and she's done a shot of his face in the sun. Now she wasn't there for that. Yeah, <laughs> she wasn't there to to see his face as the sun came up. But yet she's taken. She's done a drawing of it or a painting of it. Oh, doesn't it? Bit weird. This whole film's odd. We find out she's got a half-sister who'll be taking him to where they're going next. And then she also goes, oh, we need to get you down there. And they go down to the dock and we meet Patricia, played by Meg Ryan. Now, I'm counting all this as one performance in our movie tally. So she hasn't yes. done four films. She's done two films. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's blonde and calling him Felix. Yes. Yes. Um, what are the odds? It would be the same name as our, as our special, <laughs> as our special voice guy. Narrator. Yeah. Um, he stands up for himself because uh, she's really quite mean to him. And then as they says goodbye, he kisses Angelica on, on the cheek and gets on the boat before throwing his hat in the water because he realizes he looks look, looks a bit foolish. I also quite like how Meg Ryan talks to sister Meg Ryan. 
Yep. They kind of interact. It's hard to act against yourself, and she does a pretty good job of that because yeah. you know you can only do only one half the conversation. Then you have to go down and do the other half of the conversation. Because regardless of what people say about Meg Ryan, she's not a bad actress. Not, oh, not a bad actress at all. And she's and she's and she's in her element here. She's beautiful. Yeah. She's in the right frame. She was. If you wanted a rom com done, you got Meg Ryan. This is not indicative of her talent. No. Power to the Meg. She's much better. She's much better in other movies, even movies that are not nearly as highly regarded as the ones we're thinking of. She like French Kiss is a movie with her and Kevin Klein. Oh, Kevin Klein, yeah. She's great in that. She is. So yeah, uh she's she's fantastic. She is. Um and is lovely here with straight blonde hair. This is the natural version of her, so she seems sun kissed. We know. We know, and her hair's largely unprocessed, and we for some reason we associate that with down to earth goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I like the stereotypes with the, the hair colour almost that they're portraying in the three different women. What the brown hair is the mousy one, the yeah. red hair is the what, the crazy sort of pushy one? The fiery one. Okay, and the blonde is it's not dits. <laughs> Um, she's the real one, if anything. Yeah, is that the she's, she's, but she's got naturally blonde hair. We should, she's not like yeah. we should, blonde. We should mention Meg's blonde as she's making I, this. I, so, yeah, I, I will. Yeah, I will be the the blonde person here. But you are the blonde person. <laughs> what color is your hair? Are you brunette? Uh, I'm a well, yeah, kind of. I think if it's kind of like a deep strawberry blonde. But, yeah, I am. Okay. I'm a very dark ginger. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. I'm a very natural pink purple. <laughs> Liam literally looks like the Cheshire whose cat's tail is like laying over the top I of his was, head. Well, I, I don't want, represent all blondes. I, as, a, as a younger person, <laughs> yeah. I, was a, I, was a, I was a very light ginger or very dark strawberry blonde, but as I age, it turned into more of an ash. Your color Now you. it's more white. Now I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of, I'm doing the bit where, it, where it's turning white, but it's, it's staying on my head, which I'm really thankful for. <laughs> Long as it, I had a teacher out there, um, well, he's out there, yeah. But I used to make fun of him when I was uh, a younger man. I'd say, oh, have you been painting on the weekend, sir? <laughs> Because you'd have little flecks of white and a very black head of hair. Yeah. And he said to me, he goes, uh, long stays in my head. That's all I care about. And I was like, ha, 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 you're old. <laughs> but no, it's those words have rung in my head ever since. Like, I am so thankful the head is, the, the head is staying in my hair. The hair is staying on my head. I'm so, so thankful for it. I started going gray when I was 18. Really? Yeah. Silver fox. That's what you got to think. Silver fox. Yeah. Silver foxes. Yeah, I think if you right. see my proper color hair which i haven't seen for a little I while i probably haven't seen it no. um it's 70 percent gray i think yeah Do you know what probably I mean? not helped by the fact that you continuously bleach it but yeah i know there is this <laughs> <laughs> um so there's one more performance by meg ryan in this film not only did she play all three female leads she also was the voice of the flight attendant welcoming them to los angeles i didn't pick up on that i can't remember that there we are. so uh that night we find out the name of the boat is tweedle d um it's the third dinner date we've had between the meg ryan's yeah and the joes and she's mean to joe because he works for her father and she's angry with her father but she's on the boat and why is she on the boat well, we'll find out because she put, flippy floppy she puts him to bed not in a romantic way he's very much in his pajamas and it's the static shot that she keeps leaving and then coming back to and uh it basically turns into did you sleep with my sister <laughs> and the answer is no and she believes him and it's a two shot and they're very very far away but it establishes we want to see them come together it's a great shot for sort of kind of aligning and changing the wants and needs of the characters that's because we want to see him come together with the first meg ryan and the second meg ryan because we didn't know about the second and i definitely third. didn't want to get into with the second meg ryan no, she was a disaster the first one, I felt a little bit sorry. I'm like, you can do better than this girl, I think. This is yeah, the- but in my mind, I'm thinking. Uh, well, right, because because you're Tom Hanks in each stage. 
No, I'm thinking that. Well, you are. You would have. You, you would have hooked up with a brown haired girl. <laughs> then you would have hooked up with a red headed girl. Okay, maybe yeah. <laughs> but in my line of thinking in this film, I thought there was only one Meg Ryan, and then I find out there's two Meg Ryans. So I didn't think there was going to be a third, and then I find out there's a third Meg Ryan. So there you go. So I assumed they were going to get together at some point. Fair enough. But yeah, um, she's guilty because she had a price, and it's the boat. If she takes him, she's going to get the boat. Well, that's going to be crappy in a bit. Um, and she asked me, have you ever slept on a boat before? It affects your dreams. And I thought this is where everything went to pop, but no, it's the next night. We get a montage <laughs> of good loving by the rascals. Good love. Give me that oh, good, yeah. good love, good love. Mm-hmm. I only know that so well because we have a, 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 a like, like a sandwich shop in Canada, a mm-hmm. chain called Mr. Sub. Okay. Which is a, which for years was like the direct Canadian competitor to, to Subway. Subway, yeah. But it was all, they, they bought the rights to it and they changed the, the words to and the commercials to, uh, Mr. Sub, give me that good, good love, Mr. Sub. <laughs> <laughs> so Them all these shots of sandwiches going, yeah, 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 yeah. So the rascals were spending Mr. Sub money for years. With sandwiches nice. dancing and singing, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, the, no, the camera was just like showing them to look like really, really tasty. Oh, okay. I yeah. think, uh, the way you said that, I thought it was like sandwiches no, I don't, dancing. I don't know if you want to humanize your sandwiches. That you, I'm going to eat them. Well, yeah. Sandwich. Maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Patricia's catching big fish. Joe's catching nothing until he finally does catch something, a very fake-looking hammerhead shark. Yep. Yeah. Which in this movie, I'm like, all right, whatever. It's the 80s. It's I like when no you're online on. dating and everyone has like that picture where they're holding the biggest. That is like the possible. biggest red flag. Well, hang like, on. Yeah, usually. Okay, but you, you, you know what you girls are all doing? What are we doing? You're all at some sort of formal event holding like a, like a glass of like wine or whisk or like gin. It's a fish. <laughs> I've never held a picture of no, a fish in I something like this. I want to see like somebody with a wine glass with a fish with in a it. Fish in it yeah. <laughs> I oh, mean, a wine brutal. glass, that's pretty standard. Brutal. There's a brilliant set of pictures online somewhere as a woman who's hold, like pretending to be a guy holding fish, oh. but it's not fish she's holding. It's something very different. I'll oh, okay. tell you later. Oh, okay. <laughs> but they're really funny. You, you can't get the impression like, big fish, big man. Wah. Look what I can do. I can overpower my, small fish. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like if you set people up for like a letdown, to find it that like I'm. It is usually a red flag if, if like a okay. person's yeah, like big picture red flag. is um, my fish fishing. Yeah, <laughs> online uh, dating just absolutely scares me. I think it's I, it doesn't play well to my strengths. Nor mine. I'm. But I am with someone, but you know, I'm just saying, if I did, yeah, I would. Uh, I, well, I don't. I, don't, I'm much, I wouldn't even know what to I'm do. I'm much better after a conversation. And people go, oh, hopefully, hopefully they go. He's not mean. He's oh. not mean. <laughs> Hang on, are you laughing because you think I am mean or not? <laughs> there's a tag group of friends, but the bar for men is so low, it's a tavern in Hades. It's like, he's okay, not okay, mean. Okay, he's not mean. He doesn't have those traditional red flags. He can hold a, a, a good conversation. So the guy hosting a podcast. Um, he can, uh, hopefully he's funny and all those sorts of things. I think I play better when, when, when I can have that side of me. I'm available. not very good at, See, my, my strengths are talking to people directly, being face-to-face. My strengths are not through a phone. Agreed. I can't do that. Agreed. So all these people go, oh, but I love him. Have you ever met him? Uh, no. And you're like, but we've been texting for six months. Well, how? I don't know. I don't Some of these it. meatheads out there need to hire me as their Cyrano. So I can, like, write, like, their stuff for them. And maybe I can, at least, poetry. I can make some money, at least, on the side. <laughs> yeah, I you know what? Dragon's Den, there you go. There we go. Uh-huh. Until everybody gets the same, like, great 
Do you know what you've like, just done? Well you put the voice thing. of doom on the podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> when Ian does something, he's he's very um, uh, tunneled to what you're doing. Oh, I wouldn't drop the pod. No way. No? No. Uh, you're very driven in your career. And w- when you stick your head to something, you're very good at going all the way with it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know, because you're saying it with, with like all this, like, like genuine spirit. Oh, I, I, looked, am, I looked to her right and the left, and they're both laughing at me. I don't oh, know, I, I, and I don't know, and I have no idea why. And this is where like the twitchy part of my brain starts going. You got to find out what's going on. Because- I, just, I just had a catchphrase in mind whilst uh, oh, Liam I know was, okay, Liam I, was I, describing. I, that. I know, I know, I know what you're thinking. Then at least, uh, no idea. But you, just, you, you know what I mean. You're, you're very driven in when you, when you. Yep. I don't actually something. think you're going to end up in Dragon's Den. Although, if you did, that'd be great. Wow, so she <laughs>, laughs at me and now calls me unsuccessful. <laughs> yeah, you're not coming I'll back on the show. I, 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 I totally see why everybody was so desperate to get you to come back <laughs> on the show. Uh, I literally have... Oh, what's the next thing here? Um, Joe... Oh, she, so they have another dinner date. Well, it's not really a dinner date. She, they're kind of like just lying on the deck of the boat just staring at each other like how they got into this position i have no idea no it's it's supposed to set up the kiss is basically all this is meant to do but look, should we worry about how we're gonna get there nah no. just start the scene there so i, I want to see like the the, uh, the screenplay joe and patricia are laying down on the boat <laughs> there's no real reason for this but get we're gonna in, run with it get him in the kissing position get him in the kissing <laughs> position on a tight two shot and she's like i want to Get away. He goes, where would you go? And she goes, I want to sail away from the things of man. What, on your man-made boat? Okay. Well, like, like yeah, and like, and like the Coast Guard. Um, Joe has no interest <laughs> in himself, he says. Courage interests him, though. And this is because he was a firefighter. Like, he should have had courage at some point. We're told he had courage at some point. Mm. Maybe that's why it interests him. As much as I'm ripping on it, I, I wrote noted here, they have great chemistry here. They they have great chemistry anyway. But the first two were not supposed to end up together. So this is the first time we've seen like the genuine rom com energy kind of come out between them. Yeah, yeah. And it to- it totally works. It totally works. And they're about to kiss, and then he unravels the whole thing <laughs> in that Encanto way. I have six months to live. I have a brain cloud. I'm supposed to go jump on a volcano. <laughs> and it's all because of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's multiple resty award winning Encanto. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's just because we only did. Two animated films. Oh, I didn't like it. It's some, it won more than one. I'll say that much. Yeah. Because there was only two animated films. <laughs> um, what do we got here? The, uh, so she says instead good night, and then later there's a typhoon, and it looked like it was a dream sequence because she's in like this green. This whole thing seemed like a dream sequence. The special effects of the lightning amuse me. Yeah, <laughs> especially because she'd said that sleeping on a boat will mess up mess yep. with your dreams. I thought this was all dreams. What exactly is a typhoon? And she goes, "You know, Joe, I think you're about to find out." And the wind picks up on cue. And then Dagbar, who was a character in this, I think I got the name right, tells him to take care of Patricia, and, and Patricia heads up on deck. So he heads up on deck. And then they survive some waves, and the score tells us they're going to kiss on the boat. Thoughts on the score? Out curiosity, um, we got, we're fairly far into the film. Usually, we do it a lot sooner. I didn't mind the film in this. I thought it was fine. The score in the film. It yeah. was like it was really cheesy, but the story was supposed to be really cheesy. So I'm okay with I'm okay with everything. I just can't follow the story. It's all a little bit abstract. The me. question was, how do you find the score? Well, yeah. I was I, all right. I thought all the songs kind of lent well to it. I can't name all of them or remember all of them, but from the beginning with the opening song, I thought they kind of fitted well into everything that's going on. 
Yeah, I didn't hate it. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it on a CD and listen to it in the car. No, but I think as far as like just being the but, uh, audio uh, accompaniment for the story we were watching. the story, yes. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, back to the movie, the boom moves. I think it's the boom. The big old arm um, yep. thing with the... And it hits Patricia. She goes so. overboard. Joe follows and finally rescues her. Showing courage. Yep. Such a hero. And the boat is hit by lightning and splits in two and sinks. I'd just like lady? to point out, if... Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they skip over that really quickly. Yeah. Um, but the if you, like, drown or pass out in the water, you do not sink, especially in salt water, for a good three minutes until your body fills up with water it is storming yeah, so it's you, not just like it's like calm and she's just flo- she's just falling it's like waves are like coming and crashing and like she's getting pulled underneath the water yeah but something that's buoyant is still buoyant even in well speaking of buoyant remember the waves. chests are about to yeah. pop up remember uh, has anyone read any terry pratchett no, I was in a I was in a play once about Terry Pratchett. Did they have weird sisters? There was a, <laughs> sort of a character called the Luggage, and it was like this luggage. It was on like legs and stuff, and it used to follow one of the wizards around. And I was just reminded of that because the luggage is like magic. We were all in Weird Sisters. You were. Yep, magic luggage. That was the first time I, I had to sexually the, harass Megan on stage. I played the, the first pretend, time. I played the pretend version of Megan. <laughs> Multiple times I've had to sexually harass Megan on stage. <laughs> I was Margaret. Yeah, and I yes. was your pretend green version, wasn't I? Yeah. I was many characters, including man with bad French accent. <laughs> I was uh-huh. also a guard. We have ways of making you talk, and you know? <laughs> oh yeah, I was a guard with who ate an apple just I, to show that he was an asshole. I was a king ghost, wasn't I? You were. Yeah. It was kind of like actually. The way you reacted to, because you're playing like, no, you weren't the ghost. Yeah, he was. I was the ghost. Were you? Yeah. yeah. The king. Oh, yeah, the ghost. And you're sort of watching the play within the play as yeah. we demonstrate how you were murdered. And it was like, it was like listening to you draft your fantasy football team. Because <laughs> you just ask a bunch of questions about real much reason. Like, is that what I did? I didn't mean to do that. Why is he there? Yeah. How can I not do this again? Why is he on my screen? <laughs> and do you remember when, oh, well, I don't know if you remember this, but I was on stage with David. And um, he'd always answer me when I when I said stuff. I went, David, I'm not I'm not real. I'm a ghost. <laughs> I'm not here. Me. Stop answering me. Um. So, oh, where am I? Oh, so the four steamer Luggage. chests act like a boat, and they pop up. He ropes them together. Uh, he uses the violin case bar, which he bought just because he was going. Because why not could, buy one of everything? And he's able to use the water there to help keep Meg Ryan alive. Um, there's a song and a dance to come go with me by Videl Vikings. I guess it's cute. I like the song. Felt like it was padding the runtime a bit. Oh yeah, of course. I was just thinking about Titanic and how they can both fit on the raft. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, that was not much smaller than that boat. No. He plays his ukulele to help cut uh, past the time. He puts some golf balls. I bet he actually played that. I bet he did. Yeah. Several more days go by when the biggest moon that ever rose comes up over the horizon. And That's what I remember. God for his life. What was on like the movie poster was was the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Until for some reason they decided to change it. So they, I don't think they thought Tom Hanks was going to be the big star he ended up being. No. So you use the moon and him looking small. And then now it's this terrible two shot of oh, uh, of him and Meg Ryan. And you're like, that's, that's the poster now? That's rough. Yeah. You can find both of them on Amazon Prime, folks, if you take a look. Um, he feels very small in comparison to the big moon. He thanks God for his life, and then he passes out. And then she wakes him up, and she's a lot convenient because at one point they were both unconscious on top of that. One of them could have like fallen off or mm-hmm. any number of things, but she wakes him up. They get another typhoon. Yep. 
but nope, they've been spotted by the Waponi, and there's and they, they have a song as they come on out to rescue and save our heroes, and it's a mix of what I assume to be some sort of uh, attempt of music um, fitting for that region or an indigenous community of that region, but also <clears throat> with the Hava Nagila underneath it. I don't know if anybody else picked up on that. But it was like, you know, you know, you know that song you hear like a lot of uh, Jewish weddings and movies and stuff like that? Like a da 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 I didn't know that's what that was called. Yeah, I looked it up, so I didn't get it wrong, but yes. I did hear that. So that's, and that goes back to the backstory of all these different influences that this tribe is made up of. You could not make this movie today. Their leader is Nathan Lane in, I can only call it Orange Face. Is that Nathan Lane? That's Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane, yeah. That is not Nathan Lane. It's Nathan Lane making his BFE debut. Debut. I'm surprised. 159 films. No Nathan Lane yet. Oh, I love Nathan Lane. So we haven't done, I mean, Birdcage, we talked about it in Robin Williams' roundtable, but we didn't do a full review of it. No. I'm trying to think of what else. Producers, but we haven't done producers. Producers, that's a good one. Isn't he a voice in The Lion King? He is. He's tomorrow. Well, do we we ever do The Lion King? Nope. It's, It's up for grabs. There you go. It might or might not be on an elongated schedule. <laughs> <laughs> would you bring back the sister podcast for that? Would you? No, we the- we just. Oh, I, I, I release it on both. Sure, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It still charts. Yeah, <laughs> Japan normally isn't it? Italy as well. Weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So the Waponi, the mask worn by the Waponi, represents the evil. Sp- who's represents the evil spirit? Represents the factory where Joe used to work. Apparently. Um, they tell Joe that they have a feast and then he'll jump into the big woo. Now, I think if you're Joe, you got to feel a bit ripped off here because you were promised like three weeks of like luxury. Yeah. And you've spent all your time like nursing this girl back to life for several days. And then you've been out for God knows how long. I think you deserve more than like one good meal before you go walk into a into And a they're not actually looking after him as such, are they? Really. She's being pampered like... Doesn't he get slapped by a fish? Yes. Yeah. They stick an octopus on his face. Yeah. I've got both Patricia and Joe are being treated like gods. And then I'm like, well, hang on. Except for this. And then I realized that so she's getting this like lovely yeah. pampering session. He's being beaten with fish and having bananas smushed in his face. <laughs> and was some guy licking his toes? Yeah. yeah. It was oh. weird. How long were they on the boat together before the typhoon? Two days? Was it only a couple of days? From, from, from oh, what okay. I could figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It does seem like it's a bit short change there, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even if, even if, even if he's there for more than that, like his experience on the boat isn't like the lap of luxury. No. He got the fish a bit, but it's like, where's this, you know, live like a king, die like a man. Where was the king part? Yeah, it wasn't. Before he left wherever he was living. He had a big shopping trip and that was it. Yeah, but that was the pretty woman montage really, wasn't it? You would want a bit more if (laughs) you were going to jump in a flaming volcano. You work work on commission, right? (laughs) Big mistake. (laughs) Huge. I love it. I want to see it. You can go back and see our episode, or listen to it anyway, our episode on Pretty Woman way back, probably in the first 30 episodes we did. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's early on. Um, Is it that early? Oh, yeah. First half year, for sure. For sure. Wow. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, What's really weird is episodes I think we've only done like six months ago. I'm like, oh, it was two years. (laughs) (laughs) How time flies. Um, So Joe is all tuxedoed up and none of the Waponi will jump in the volcano. And and the chief is like, I wish someone would. I really do. Joe says he'll go on up. Patricia follows him up and confronts him. Uh, Says, I love you. 
And he says, oh, I'm, I love you too. And they confess they've both never been in love with anyone else. And I'm like, I think he might have said something to Dee Dee. I'm not sure. Mm. But it's great. He says, he's like, oh, they're in love with anyone else. It's great. Timing stinks. <laughs> he walks off camera, off, off out of the shot. I oh, do you love her dress in this scene, though. Here's my question about the dress. Yeah. Where did she get it from? Where did she get it? Exactly. He, They're pampering her, so he, obviously they have. What, they happen to have a dress. They might have made it for her. They happen to have a dress that fit her, or if it was tailored <laughs> to her on, like him. Because no one else is wearing he's, anything like that. Yeah, he's got those chests. Got those, That's yeah. all he's got. Maybe he was pre-planning that he would have a lady date at some point. Or maybe he was a cross-dresser. Maybe he's a cross-dresser. <laughs> maybe, maybe. That's where I was going. With. Exactly. Maybe that was. I, I don't the think they're plan. the same size, and that would definitely not have fit him. Just saying. It was a nice dress, but I don't know where they got it from. Maybe he was just headed to Dee Dee. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Of all the strange things in this film, where she got that dress from was not Oh, really? Because that list. is my biggest problem with this film. Really? Is one. Yeah, is one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my, my, my reason for I it. I know you see, a lot of people seem to think there is more to this film yep. than what I definitely yep. thought about. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, definitely I, is. You wait, till I, you wait till I unpack this. Uh, oh, gosh. Okay. I can't wait because to me, I thought it was going to be a dream sequence. Here we go. They get married. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, so she asked, she said, hey, will you marry me? She goes, yeah. So the chief agrees to marry him. He goes, I don't really want to get married. And she's like, what? You afraid you'll have to love and honor me for the next 30 seconds? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Like, yeah, all right. Uh, he goes to jump in. She basically says, you jump, I jump. That's I, the bit that I found difficult to believe. I but. hear this was the inspiration for uh, <laughs> Titanic Avengers uh, Endgame. <laughs> oh. Where like Black Widow uh, like, yeah, sacrifices yeah, yeah. himself uh, for Hawkeye. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you have to go a bit further. I wasn't with yeah. you. And he goes, did I ever tell you the first time I met you, it felt like I'd seen you before? Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. A, it's a bit of a play on the Meg Ryan thing, but also he's using this line on multiple women. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he said it to Dee Dee, and Dee Dee hadn't, he hadn't seen anybody like Dee Dee before. Nope. No, that's true. So it's just like what... Even if they had done a movie beforehand, which had nothing to do with this, would have been funnier. But they hadn't. Yeah. No. So what do we hope for? Well, we're hoping for a miracle. And this is where I typed in, where'd you get the dress? <laughs> <laughs> they jump in and a gust of wind from the volcano rejects them and throws them into the ocean only about three feet apart. What the absolute... They're about to drown. And she says, I think we're going to be all right. And he looks, he goes, what? He goes, he goes, I don't know how. And the cases again Magic show themselves. Luggage. Now, here's my question that Magic we, we, we very luggage. clearly saw. Magic the Magic luggage. Being pulled to land. Taken off to land. Yeah. Now, unless they're like, we want to die with our luggage, let's let's jump in riding the luggage. No, it's, it's because the volcano is sinking, thoughts. so all of the stuff on the island is floating again now. Shouldn't there be carcasses of, like, thousands of Waponi out there as well? Yeah. yeah. Did the okay. volcano kill itself, thanks? It threw them out. It comes up, and then it just it submerges the island. They, so. were, too, they were too late. It was it'd been oh, more it'd than been, 100 years. It was too late. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Fair enough. Just Legend. another way in which this is very similar to Cabin of the Woods. Do, oh, okay, do, do yes. anybody else think that if we jumped into a volcano right now, that'd spit us out? Well, no, I would be fully expecting to submerge into the lava and die. Also, yeah. that is not a nice way to die. <laughs> no, because you, know you would not die that, instantly. No, that would be very painful. And Unless terrific. you passed out from shock, that would be well, the best I would hope I would do that on the way there. down. Do you know, if I went into lava, I'd, I'd do that. You'd do your golem. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a Terminator. This is an audio movie. Audio format, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Thumbs up. <laughs> the coda, he tells her. She goes, what is this disease anyway? He goes, I have a brain cloud. Because they're on the magic luggage now. <laughs> what is a brain cloud? He goes, maybe I should get a second opinion. <laughs> and she makes fun of him. And we find out Dr. Ellison is her father's doctor, which, like, 
exclusively her father's doctor. So so who is he going? It says he's always at doctor's appointments. Who else was he going to? Exactly. You assume he's going to the same guy. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, you're a new doctor. Let me introduce myself to you. No. So he's obviously had multiple. Yeah, it was a bit. It was planned for a long time. They explained it all away. Inconsistent. You know, you have no family. It's a river. Oh, she kind of treats it like, oh, that rascal of a dad of mine. Just tried to kill you by sticking you in a blooming volcano. Now that he has his whole life ahead of him, he starts feeling his throat like he's going to get sick again. Like somehow there was a freedom in knowing he was going to die. Um, and and I don't know if he says it to her or she says it to him, but wherever we go, whatever we do, we're going to take this luggage with us. And go to Seattle. And there's an iris wipe. And we get told they lived happily ever after. The end. Is what the Chiron says. So, but, let me unpack this for a second. The suitcase or the film? <laughs> I un- love that luggage. Let me unpack what's what's hiding in the, in the luggage. I think that's the second version of this film. So, the film that we saw is Joe's a hypochondriac who gets manipulated by a doctor into dying for this ridiculous reason. And then we find out the reason didn't matter and just everything seems to happen to go his way. It does like the, the luggage shows up at the right time. All yep. three girls look alike. Yeah. Is he already dead? Option two. Mm. Joe's legitimately got a brain degenerating disease. Right. And everything we see is like he's in a coma and this is his brain sort of working his way through dreams or a coma at the end of his life. Oh, okay. Let me run with some evidence that can help with this. Because otherwise, it's just, a, it's just a crazy theory. Like the Grease theory. Yes, but I think this one's got way more to it, if, if I can be allowed to unpack it. Go on. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So we open up, and we notice that the, the path, the, the, the logo for the um, thing is like a zigzaggy kind like of shape. a lightning bolt. It's on the mountain as like well. A it's a volcano. It is. We see yeah. the path into the factory shares that same image. So very, very quickly, we see that. Now, I don't know if you noticed. Liam definitely didn't talk about it when we were on it, so I don't think he noticed it. When the old man comes into Joe's apartment. Oh, yes, on the wall. On the right side of the wall, the there's wall the, the same, same shape. It is, yes. The wall is distressed, and the wood has fallen away in the shape of a lightning bolt. Yes, I did notice that. Now, this doesn't have any, this doesn't line up with anything else, but it's there. Why is it there? Good point. Okay. So we go from there. I just want to make sure I get everything here. Okay. Um, then we go to the books he takes when he leaves his job. Robinson Crusoe. Robinson Crusoe, who yeah. is abandoned on a desert island by yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet, the Destined Lux. Lovers. Yeah. And then Homer's Odyssey, which Odyssey. I don't know as much about, but yeah. a similar t- tale of sort of like overcoming. I think it's something to do with, with boat travel. I yeah, could be wrong. Vo- voyage and a voyage. Yeah, okay. All that sort of stuff. Okay, so we have that. We have the lamp that foreshadows the entirety of the movie. It does. We have the sailor on the street corner. We have the movie poster on the date with Didi about a volcano exploding. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We have a triple Meg Ryan. Every girl he gets a he gets a brunette, a redhead, and a blonde, and he gets to keep trying to romance one of them until it gets it right. So it's the first one, the real one, or any That's, of them, the real one. Because well, his knows? job couldn't have been any more like like it's like the flickering thing. His boss is stuck on a loop. It's not. Like, yeah, I, there's yeah, no yeah. way that's real. It did feel a no. bit Wonder Visiony. He has it's he has real, this, yeah. this, this this he has this like steam thing that he's like don't twist, and when he does, nothing, nothing happens. happens. Yeah, and it's of no consequence. And not only that, it's not brought up that it's of no consequence. It's just you're not supposed to fill that out. 
And so you're not supposed to twist it? Even when they're walking into work, no one's talking to one another. He happens to have everything he needs despite the craziness of what happens. Like he has this chest. Just happened. I've, I've got a razor. I've got yeah. a putting green. I've yeah. got, uh, and they keep floating back up. When the boat gets split in two, the lightning bolt isn't just a lightning bolt. It's, it's the a, lightning bolt. Yes, it that is. splits it in two. Yeah. And when he goes up the path to the volcano, it's the, the same thing. shape that we yeah. see when it's lit up from underneath. Yeah. So everything lines up here. The giant moon. Yeah. And when he jumps in the volcano, what the volcano spits him and the love of his life out with the luggage so they can all stay safe? I was very fortunate. <laughs> That's, yeah. So he is legitimately undergoing. I'm with you. A real thing. I am completely with you, and I think that's probably what the film was trying to do and trying to point out. But it's still... I've never heard... It it still means nothing. Keep in mind, this is a pre-internet era, so they're not banking on, like, people going nuts on Reddit and things like that. Or is it just trying to get you to think about life and living your life to the fullest, what you can... Why is the lightning bolt... I can disregard everything else. Why is the lightning bolt on his wall? And why is it always there? But his wall... showing up, yeah. His wall's got nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, everything else can be a, can be a can be a hallucination. It's there when he's being propositioned about going and jumping in the volcano. Is it not there again? You know, on the poster outside with the sailor and the yeah the volcano, the poster of the volcano, isn't that there as well? I don't know. I was looking for it all sorts of places. Hmm. Maybe it represents the zigzag path life takes, the unexpected. Because Nothing I'll tell you, straightforward. I'll tell you what's a much more fulfilling <laughs> film to me is option two. Yeah. Because why are there all these key clues, and they're not just there for like little Easter egg things, that you can tie it up towards sort of a path of a story? Because otherwise, the story's just too good to be true. I don't care how much of a... But aren't most rom-coms, like, too good to be true? No, but this is, like, out of this Jump world. into a volcano but, and, and spit you out, out along uh, with the luggage you need, and you can just hug... And the fact She literally the boat- goes, I'm sure we'll be okay. Blop, 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 blop. <laughs> and doesn't... And also, when the boat go down, that's overnight that the luggage then comes up and he gets it. And no, you, you know right from the start that they're going to have a happy ending. And though. we don't care about anybody who's been left behind. No. And the, oh, my dad, oh, they lied to get you to jump into a volcano and it's just sort of thrown away. It just felt very, like... The whole thing feels very, like, 50s B-movie type. There's the plot. reference to what happens in the dreams. I th- th- yeah. and, and they foreground that. I think this is just dream logic the whole I, way through I a film. I think it probably is, but then I wish it had actually done something with that because it still feels a bit like... It's, it's better with that, but it still feels really like... Yeah, what was the point? You know what this is? This is an unsolved mystery. This is an unsolved mystery. <laughs> <laughs> we need Robert Stack. <laughs> and I don't think you're going to find anything definitively that says one way or the other because this was a pre-internet thing and how it would you was. get the word out? So for most people, they just read this as this film. Do you know what I think? That's... Just one second. I read it as this film that's just this quirky little, oh, it's a crazy fairy tale thing. And then I came across it when I was looking for the Tom Hanks roundtable and went, or maybe before that, and went, huh? I'm getting this. Am I alone in getting this? And then I looked and saw there is, there's some stuff out there about it where people have kind of unpacked various elements of it. But I'm just going, it feels like a much cooler movie that way. And therefore, something of merit to it besides just well live your life for the fullest and you'll get the hot blonde but do you also think this is reason why this didn't take off to start with because people just went what the hell is this movie it makes no sense and then years later watching it again people go hang on a minute there must be something to this movie because tom hanks has obviously become a big film career and big actor of the of his generation Mm -hmm. and so people will go back to this movie I think if he hadn't, they probably wouldn't. Um, 
And so people are trying to find logic in the unlogic. No, I don't think it's a case of forcing it because you have to. Why is why is the shape on his apartment wall? That's not a mistake. No, you literally I'm have to build the set for that. Say, like you had this force. This um, directors had this, or the writer had this idea. They probably was looking long term rather than just short term because you don't get that straight away. See, this is released at a time when the home video market—I mean, like rental market. 1990. I guess you've got rentals are pretty good. I'm not sure home ownership's a huge deal yet. Yeah. Not for a film like this. Yeah, maybe not. No, I don't think so. So the thought of people come back and check it a second time. I mean, I, I, I don't know what it is. It's, it's really because it doesn't come at you with a wink and go look at it again. I didn't. No, I didn't get that. It doesn't. You know, if there was a different ending where all of a sudden now it cuts and abrasively goes back to like a, like a room and you see all the stuff around his bed or something like that. I'd have preferred that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> right, because, of course you would, because it gives you closure. Yeah, you know what? You all hate films with no closure, but this just feels like it was. This feels this like gives they you closure. Went, it's just fake closure. Yeah, exactly, and that's shit. Mm. We talked about the. We talked about it literally before we started the pod. I don't think you were here. Red pill, blue pill. Which one do you we want? Did. Yeah, yes. exactly. Because you can have the red pills, the real world. So you can have the blue pill. You can have this lovely little fantasy and go. If you have the blue pill, it's an all right film. It's, it's a film. Yeah. In it. Yeah. You have the red pill. It's still just an all right film with a bit more oh, of a backstory. Okay. For, for you. But, but, no, no, <laughs> I'm not. I can, I can, I can only, I can only speak, the next time. I can only you. speak from, from, from my situation, right? Now, this is not for me the same thing. So I was waiting for some. I thought Georgia might challenge it going, this is like House Moving Castle. Not all like House Moving Castle at all because it's there. No one, no, no, one, no one has to tell me at the end, she's a witch. Yeah. Because if you look, the clues are there to find. Because I said, where were the clues for this? And you went, oh, you have to kind of, uh, you know, pay three ninety nine a month to their Patreon and they tell you what the movie really is. <laughs> <laughs> well, surely it's up to everyone to make up their own interpretation. No, sure is. So, is, I, present, is so I present this as an option with yeah. the option of do you want the red pill or the blue pill? And you can have it to the one you want. I gladly take the blue pill and enjoy unraveling it. Now, is it perfect? No, it's not perfect at all because it's... Can I take the pink one? <laughs> no, it's only two choices. <laughs> so let's go ahead and do... We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now. Uh, it's time to talk about... We need a random word. Liam, you can do it this week. Luggage. Luggage. Woohoo! There we are. Luggage. 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 What are we going to do with luggage? For floating luggage. No, just luggage. The money. <laughs> the money. That's been that old probe. For the third straight week... For the third straight week, the budget's $25 million. I don't know what the odds of that are. Wow. But what do we think it takes on? Let's start with Megs. What's it? What? Sorry. Uh, How much money does it money. make? Money. Money. Well, oh, the film. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> hang on. I need some background context of films in that time. I period. said twenty-five million dollar budget. 20, 20, 20, you don't get context. You have to guess. Oh, okay. Um, the budget for that. Um, what did it have? It had lots of watery scenes. Uh, it had a volcano scene. No, he's given you the budget. You've got to work out how much it made. How, how much, much did it make? That's why I said twenty. I literally just oh, said okay. twenty-five million dollar budget. Not, I don't need. <laughs> I don't, I don't need how much is the budget. I don't need an itemized list. Itemized list for where they spent <laughs> that twenty-five million. So I zoomed out a little bit. Well, Tom Hanks wasn't that big of a star, okay. so put him um, down for. I'll say. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know how much these films make. Um, that that's, that's the game. Okay, fifty million. Five zero. Yeah. Okay. Limp. I think it's lower. I don't think it made any. <laughs> um, twenty million. Wow, that's that's really low. Georgia. Seventy. Seven zero. Yeah. Megs is what did you say, Liam? Twenty. 20. 
Meg's is the winner. She's closest. Oh, 39.4 so <laughs> million. I'm going to break even. Probably, be... probably breaks about even. Yeah, That's or be lower. Because the, the, the budget doesn't include advertising, so there is yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, the awards, no awards on this one. Come on. What, best actor? Don't what? be silly. Who would you cast as who? There's not many of us. No, that's true. Because someone's got to be multiple Meg Rides. <laughs> Well, Meg has got to be. I think Meg should Meg play Meg's. I'm the Meg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's the Meg. <laughs> I'm the Meg. <laughs> I am the Meg. So the question, Liam, is which one of me are you or Tom Hanks? You. Me? Yeah. Okay, who are you? I'm. I'm. Are you I'm, the Are you the old guy? No, I'm the chauffeur. You're a marshal. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> Who's Georgia then? I'm like, woo. Let's do this. Georgia. I'm. I'm down at the pub having a drink, mate. It's all right. <laughs> be on the island. Georgia is the lady fixing the engine. <laughs> You could be one of the fish people. What the lady who dies <laughs> and with two other people? Hey, there are no, no small parts. No one par- cares. There's, there's no small parts. I cared about her because I said to you. What that's really to frustrates her? me that they just. That's why. Uh, there's I'm like, you, you've just three people have just died. Let, let's be honest, though. The only characters who matter in this film are are, are two faces on the on, on the bad movie poster. There's mm. not really any other female parts in this, though. Really, is there? There's not really any other parts. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not really. There's, there's the, the hairdresser. N- there's, there's the nurse. That's at the doctor's office. Yeah. I'll be her. You could be her, or you could. We could. We could. We could make. You're a little bit young to play unsolved mysteries voice. But <laughs> Robert Stack. We could do that. Um, what do we have here? Did this film have a villain problem? Yeah. In, in a sense of well, who is okay? The brain cloud. Who's the brain cloud? The villain is the expectation of life. Yeah, I mean, but my issues. <laughs> Mundanity is her father the villain for sending him? He... I guess, but it's unpacked in about thirty-five seconds. Tom Hanks end. is the villain. Tom Hanks <laughs> is the villain of the story. He's his own villain. Yeah, what his should... own mentality is his own villain. What should the film have been called? I feel Joe versus the volcano. I think it should be called <sighs> Volcano. That... But the problem is with the title Joe versus the volcano. Like it gives title. you the idea that he's actually going to struggle with the fact that he's got to jump in a volcano, and not for one point does it feel like there's any conflict. As soon no. as he's offered it, he's like, "Yep, sign me up. I'm jumping in." Like whereas versus feels like there should be a back and forwards, and there's not. Like it's going to battle the volcano, taking the leap somehow. Yes, taking yes, taking the leap because you can take the leap with with life and yep. all of that. Yeah, that would have been a better title. That is much better. Yeah. Although I imagine volcano gets people's attention. Volcano. Yeah. Volcano leap. Joe in the volcano. <laughs> volcano spit. Joe's volcano. Um, whose story is it? Well, it's obviously Joe's, isn't volcano it? Volcano of life. Uh, if it is the story. Um, what is the story? His battle with his himself. Just live your life to your full. Yeah. Don't settle. Live your life like it's your last month every day. <laughs> <laughs> last month every day. Yeah. <laughs> um... I guess I can ignore the part. What else can you do with the Spice Girls? That's from last week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they would have they would have been a great addition to this film. They Music, would musical inspiration songs that should have been in the soundtrack. Van Halen jump. And we're gonna Go let it burn, jump. burn, burn, burn. That gets every time we do it. Yep. Yep. You know what we could do? I got one. Ready for this? What's that? This works on two levels. I'm on a boat and it's <laughs> going <laughs> fast. And because it's by who? Uh, what Lonely Island. Lonely the Lonely Island. <laughs> <laughs> In my flippy floppies. I got my swing chunks. In my uh, flippy floppies. I was going to say, goodness gracious, great balls of fire. They are balls, aren't they? Here we are. Uh, yeah, they're trying to grow the ball. They're, they're trying to do that in the, the, the office, aren't they? In the factory, yeah. Anybody, ones. anybody heard of Modest Mouse? Nope. No. 
They do a great song going, and we'll all float on all right. It's all about floating, so I'm going to oh, take okay. the, because uh, that's what the luggage does, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it does. There we go. And then maybe uh, Oasis born on a different cloud, a brain cloud, if you will. There must be a lava song, wouldn't there? Yeah, there's the lava song from the lava short film that um, they made. Is it? Disney Pixar made a lava, a lava you, I can't remember how it goes. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thanks. Islands in the stream. That is what we are. <laughs> no one in between. I will Just lava a volcano. you. I will lava you always forever. What are we going to do next? Let's do Roll of Women. I'll let the women hit tackle this one. Role of women, what in the film? Yeah. Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan. Well, she Meg was. Ryan. She could have shared those roles out to some other actresses for a start. I don't understand why this. Should oh, unless, oh, really? Unless you're going with the theory that it is all of his mindset and. Well, it's, it's, it's a gimmick. It doesn't work. It's a gimmick. The other yeah. characters don't work if you recast them. Actually, no, that's true. Um, I, I thought she was fine. It was interesting to see that. As I say, I thought it was very stereotypical. The three different women that she played. You had like the very shy woman. You had the more promiscuous woman and then you had the, like, very one the very uh, heroine yeah. type um woman didn't you um i just didn't like how she was like he was gonna jump in the volcano and she's like yes i no, love in you like three days I've only three days i'm gonna sacrifice, my, sacrifice I'm gonna myself jump too, in a volcano too even though i've got my whole life to live i love you so much i'm gonna jump in too and i've known you like three days is, is there is there anything to be said by the fact that he kept trying to say don't do this and she was is that good for women or bad for women it mm. must be love the fact love, that she thinks love. she loves him that much to die for it yeah. in just three days no one's questioning how he loves her well he's already yeah, but he thinks he's dying anyway he's gonna jump in anyway that's his job that's what he he's, signed up to do yeah he's probably thinking he's saving another heart she's still got like 50 years going back to the song love fool mm. <laughs> he takes care of her and brings her back from the brink yeah but he would does. you die for but that so that like, he's not yeah okay hang on isn't the same thing applicable when she goes overboard and he jumps in yeah. I've known you for one day. It's not worth me risking my life. I could have 60... Well, in this case, no, that's, in this that's case I could have two more life. weeks. That's to save a life. That's Whereas a risk. he is... he, She is just going, I'm going to kill myself as well. That's not going to save him. She's just also dying. Turns, out, love turns, out, turns out it did. <laughs> <laughs> well, it turned out okay for both of them in the end. So, you know, that was fine. Um, but yeah, it just seemed a bit dramatic. Like, she was... I'm going to just give my life Oh, away. I love just you so love much you so and much. I'm going to die for okay. you man i, I do i do hear what you're saying i do <laughs> outside of that you know the lady m- on the boat she was she's a strong woman she was looking after the engine that's what? not a typical stereotypical what, woman. the one she, the movie told us to ignore when she dies no i know but i'm just trying to find something in here she did go against her own values to get in contact with her dad just to she shoot so she could get that boat though as well so, well, she, but that's she complicated. It, that's she complicated because she, she admits that she feels yeah. guilty for it. Oh, she's the best of the three, but like, she is. she's not still not brilliant. And the she middle goes, sister Ooh. hates the fact she's controlled by her father and her father's money as mm. well. They're not enough to make a change. Yeah, they're just that. not yeah. developed at all because they were like, we've got to have three of them. N- none of them are ma- that massively developed, and that's a bit disappointing. This does scream a little bit of like '80s Tom Hanks, where he was like, he is the star. Like, now we see it as the two of them on the poster. But the original poster was him and the moon. Mm-hmm. It is more about him. He's in though, love yeah. with yeah. the moon. Like, the fact that she's sacrificing herself for him as well. He is the character. It's his journey, his 
mentality and, and I, what, what he's going through. I think because it? they did three movies together, we almost reverse engineer this as like an equal romantic comedy. When it's really, a bit like, but if we've got to be not. in the film together for the same amount of time, you've got to play three separate people so that I don't, so the limelight isn't taken well, off I, of me type thing. I think it's the idea that he is the star. And this was never supposed to be a two-person starring movie. No. But once they do a second film that does really well together, we go, oh, it's their second film together. And we sort of retcon the first one as being a more equal playing field than what it really is. Yeah, I agree. So why did they have Meg Ryan playing all three parts? Well, as my friend Wikipedia said, uh, nothing. I got nothing from them. So It's just interesting why that decision, unless you say there's deeper meaning and it was representative of his mind. Then I just wish there was a little bit more Like the sisters, surely well. the sisters you could get away with. It's, yeah, it's why the the first one. It's the first one, yeah. Yeah. Um, back to, I mean, in, 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 and this is all where it gets crazy theory, but, you know, maybe he's in a hospital and she's the nurse at the hospital and he's, See, every woman would, becomes this. That would yeah, make that, sense, yeah. yeah. That would make sense. But that's something that I have to go beyond what the film gives me. But I yeah, am saying, I think he might be whatever, what is the reason for it? So it's fun. I'm not sitting here saying it's a great film. I'm saying it, it's, I, it's I really a fun place it, for, for, I for, think for, for yeah, I think there's some good messages about life and and things like that and embracing it uh let's do some of the more traditional stuff best character let's go right to left georgia marshall he was my favorite the taxi driver man yeah um third meg ryan third meg ryan so patricia yeah okay patricia Mets. the luggage <laughs> <laughs> oh it's really hard to pick one um I guess I'll be boring and say Tom Hanks does everything right in this film that he needs to do. He just doesn't shine. Well, within what it gives us, he's perfectly like. I'm I'm never rooting against him. Like I I don't turn on him. I'm not rooting against him. I'm just saying he doesn't. This is my favorite character. (laughs) (laughs) Pipe down, Liam. Um, No, I, 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 I think he's totally serviceable in this movie i don't think any of the meg the problem is the movie doesn't give me enough for anybody else none of the meg ryan's get enough to do arguably the third but even and a lot of that's just that great meg ryan tom hanks chemistry that comes on and she's very much herself i want to see them as a couple absolutely i do Mm -hmm. and the movie sort of plays with that and i go i'm all in but he's also great with mar tom hanks is great chemistry with everybody and you can't you can't teach that you can't teach one-liners when he i can't remember what he said like we did not turning her down from not jump. He was like, all right then, or whatever it was he said before yeah. he jumped in. We didn't need him with the dancing scene on the luggage. We didn't need... It was just a little bit of a okay, This film need a bit more content, yeah. like actual story, away. actual like plot, and not filling it for different segments with little montages and little like music bits, because it was only, what, 90 minutes anyway. Best moment, best element? Um... Uh... They did quite. Meg Ryan probably playing three different people. As much as we've shat on the fact that they're quite similar, like they're 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 really one dimensional. Actually, each they are very different women. Like the first woman and the last woman, especially. I think if you lose the one in the middle, the contrast is bigger. um, Like between the first Meg Ryan and the last Meg Ryan, but she does a good job playing very different people whilst being the same person. Liam, Uh, this film set out to be a different film than I thought it was. At the beginning, it was very arty, very stylistic. The colours were heading towards something to show you that it was a dark, horrible, dank place to be. Um, And then as soon as the bright colours and he found that he was living his life, it all went to 
plot. It wasn't really arty anymore. It wasn't what the film started out to be. Um, but that was my favourite bit at the beginning, was the artiness and the didn't know where it was going to go. And the, and the changing of the colours. Okay. Max? I was going to say something similar, actually. I really enjoyed the opening sequence because it, again, you could look at that and pick it apart a little bit with all the, the messages it's trying to give. And actually, my favourite bit was the little daisy because when they trod on it and then he brought it back to life and obviously we know he doesn't die in the volcano at the end so he doesn't actually die he you know he lives his best life so it's like him picking up that daisy and helping the daisy out so the daisy gets my vote all right uh mine is as i said before it's just a chemistry um, there's, there's a reason why they went back to these two again, even though we'd seen them before in films and it's a bit classic hollywood there because back in the day you'd see people paired against each other multiple times and that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't see that. Um, we don't see that anymore. But we see it here. Or if it's done, it's not done well. And they don't nail it the, first, the second time or the third time. And yet Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan scratch the surface here. And we'll go back to it two more times, as we will this year, mm-hmm. and see that it totally, totally works. And so it's those snapshots, that, that bit on the boat where they're, they're laying down for no organic reason. Yeah. But they're having that moment. It's such a great, it's such a great scene. Yeah. Because you want them to end up together. And, and they it, look a nice couple, don't they? Yeah. And it's done without like... Like, oh, they come up with some sort of lazy way to do this now where, you know, he'd tell his buddies or I'm going to make a bat or uh, all these sorts of ways to sort of get to this point. Instead, they're just laying down having a conversation. You instantly get, yeah, these two should be together. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even and it's in the middle of this stupid movie about jumping into a volcano. You have this great (laughs) moment where two people actually act as human beings and it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. How soon after did they do their next film together? Uh, I think it's only about three years. Okay. I want to think... Sleepers in Seattle's 93, 94, isn't it? Is it that late? Can someone check that up for me while I'm running through the next bit? Yeah. Okay, so I'll pitch to uh, Liam first on this one then, okay? A grumble. My grumble. Well, the film made no sense to me whatsoever. Um, now keep but, in mind, this is a week after we did Spice World. I just want to make sure you know that. Yeah, I know. Okay. But it, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> So if Meg Ryan had gone, if they, if, if they were jumping into the volcano and Meg Ryan looked at him and said, hold on to your knickers, better movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I call bullshit on the, the, the suitcases and everything working out, but the theory you have, but you, again, you're not given this. You have to make all this up. So the suitcases ah. come into them. And the fact I love well, the suitcases. they give me clues and I have to ask myself a question, but it's not like how's moving castle where they, they, they give me nothing. And jumping they don't the give you much more than nothing, though, because it's never like a, it's another like wink, winked to. Really, it's kind of a even bit if rare. That, that, that lightning bolt shape. If if you pick up on it, it's egregious. If it's you everywhere. Have, you have if, to pick up on exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. At the very end of the film, it just flashed like a lightning bolt, and you saw a bed and him in it, like a hospital <laughs> bed and him in it. That is something. so much better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because then you can look back on it. Yeah. And go. Oh, oh see, I, I think I would. What but then that? you can't make up your own mind and have yeah. these discussions. Red pill, blue pill. Anyway, but 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 it's your thing, so yeah. I just I, none of the film made sense to me. The start of it was was sublime for me. I thought, wow, this is going to be very arty and very different. And then all of a sudden, it's not. I hate the opening. <laughs> I love the opening. I thought it was great. I thought, wow, no one's talking to each other. Why is that lady stepped on a on a daisy? Is she going to be somebody? No. It just come back to the daisy, going, oh, I'm going to make that look better again. And you know, you don't. None of these things are explained. Life is beautiful because life is precious. Life is precious. Megs. 
Uh, my main grumble is the ending when, as we've said earlier, she's like, I'm going to jump in too because I love you so much. I don't know how else they could have got around that because obviously they want them both to survive. And they want them to make that sacrifice for each other. So I understand that. Whether they could have had, they were kissing and then it, it shook and then they both fell in and then the wind went whoosh and then they fell what off. What if the Waponi see them get married and they have a moment of pause? Not that they're going to stop, they're pause. Mm. And the Waponi grab them both and then throw, and throw them, them yes, both in. That would work a bit better. And that would also explain then why the volcano chucks them out because together they for, have yes. to go in together for their own will. True sacrifice. He looks at her and goes, together forever? She goes, together forever. Because kind of like, like, like a little head tilt because we, now it's out of their choice. Yeah, I would prefer yep. that ending. Exactly. So, See? Yeah, that would have made more sense. Yeah, then. These things aren't hard. I can fix this. Yeah, then just, I've, I've met you. Fair enough. I know you fall in love with people, but to know them that for that short a time and then be like, I'm going to die for you. Hooray. I just couldn't get my head around that. But yeah. Georgia. Sleepers in Seattle was 93. Okay. Just for. Oh, just three years later. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, it just felt like it wanted to be two different films and didn't know, didn't pick which one or stick to it. 100% it either wanted to be this just magical fairy tale where everything happens and makes sense and it's this whatever or it wanted to be this had this deeper meaning and theories behind it and these different things and putting these little easter eggs in that you couldn't link together but it didn't do either one enough for me to like it to for make it to feel like it actually did anything yep. it felt like it just felt mid- very middle of the road my go pacing is the word i will use pacing 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 They're on the island long enough uh, the shopping sequence, although I do like, uh, I do like Marshall. I I like to see more. The move. If you're not that big with Marshall, then you think he's gonna have a payoff later on, or is something his words might have a payoff, or he mm. might quote Marshall later on. But it was kind of this thing where he acquired stuff. Yeah. Now the stuff's gonna be important, but you kind of you want to think the relationships gonna be the important thing, but it's not. It's the luggage. Yeah, <laughs> luggage. <laughs> He'd look at this later and go, "Hang on, hang on." This castaway movie. I acted opposite luggage once. What if you just paint a face on that volleyball? <laughs> I'm Tom Hanks. I can I can act, I can act I can this do out. Anything. Wilson. Yeah, I can, I, I, oh, I can Wilson. do this. I can totally do this. Um, yeah, it was too long on 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 the luggage waiting to get to there, and then all of a sudden it's like snap, and you're there. And these are big questions. Like, let me see them fall in love a little bit more. Give me a little bit more time with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. The movie was like a, a 142, and that's with credits. Like, give me another seven eight minutes. Not a huge amount, but give me more of them together. If they'd been like on the on boat the, together longer, then I might have been able to buy into the whole sure. dying for you thing sure. if they'd had a bit or, more time to develop it. Or even on the luggage. Instead of her being out cold for three days, whatever it was. I did not need any more time on the luggage. Do you know I mean? They don't need it, no. But more time on the boat. She'd have been more, more awake. So quickly. More time on the boat, more time on the out. Yeah. I need those two things. Um, what mm. else do we have here? We've got, is this anybody's best role ever? Oh, Tom Hanks by far. <laughs> by far. Has anybody seen Philadelphia? Dreadful performance. Um, I tell you what, he looked really sickly at the start, and I'm like, "Wow, it reminds me of Philadelphia." Um, That's not. It, it's that not long, is it? I think ninety is Philadelphia. I think it's the same year. I think he, if he finishes doing, is it ninety? Is it ninety two? Oh, I think it's early nineties. I think in ninety one, he wins for that and Forrest Gump. I think back to back. Does he? So maybe it's ninety three, ninety four. Yeah, it could be. He has League of Their Own first, 92. Then I think it's Philadelphia. Then I think it's Sleep in Seattle. I think you're right, yeah. And then he just forced come. Yeah. Best role ever, no one. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and push this button here. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? 
Age game, age game. Ethan's not here, so I'm hosting the age game. (laughs) I did panic and think, did he ask me to do it? Nope. (laughs) I realized it about 15 minutes ago. So when you guys were doing something else and I was on my phone, it was me looking up ages. (laughs) Uh, Only four. Only four, but we'll go around the circle. Uh, I'll sort of let everybody else have have a first go and we'll... I'll make it fair. Ethan doesn't police this well enough. No. George, you can go first on this one. Uh, Tom Hanks. That's how old they were at the time this was made. At least the calendar calendar year it was released. 1990? So basically I'm saying, how old were they in 1990? That's the game. 36. Liam? Uh, 38. And Megs? I'll go in the middle, 37. (laughs) Georgia, closest. He was 34. Yay. Okay, next one. We'll have Liam go first on this one. Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. 30. Meg? 26. And Georgia? 28. We're calling this a split. 29. So 0.5 and Liam. All right. Megs, first on this one. First on this one. I've got, uh, oh, what was that guy's name? The old fella. Bridges. Oh, Lloyd Bridges. Lloyd Bridges, the old guy who punches a hole in his wall. (laughs) Megan, you're first. Mary Poppins guy. You're first up. Um, um, 61. 61. Yeah. Georgia. 64. And Liam. Yeah, he's old. 67. Well, Liam said it. He's old. 77. Wow. Oh. So I knew he was old when he was doing... I was doing... trying to picture him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Going to the last question. You guys are tied. Hey. So I'm going to have... It's Liam Ooh, versus How am I going to do this? I'm going to have... <laughs> we'll do the same order again. Megs will go first. I want to know how old. Oh, what's his name? I Marshall. 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 I forget what. Uh, Ozzie. Ozzie Davis. Ozzie Davis. Marshall, the, sh- the, the chauffeur. Chauffeur. How old was he? Mm, 40. Georgia. 50. Liam. Older, 57. Liam gets the win. Mm. I don't know if it should count. Oh. 73. <gasps> wow. 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 How's that? I did a triple check with my math. He looks good, doesn't he? Yeah, born 1917. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, so like at the end of the First World War, he's yeah. born. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. I I wouldn't have put him a step above 55. I wouldn't have. Hey. Ah, so. He's done well. Yeah, so Liam wins the age game this week. Woo-hoo. But again, there was some long distance calling on that last one. <laughs> it was, it was. <laughs> So there we are there. Uh, now it's time for the critics. The critics, Georgia, what do we have here? Uh, so usually, like I go on the uh, um, Rotten Tomatoes and I click for top critics. And usually there's quite a few to choose from. This time there were five. Yeah. Um, so we have got Juan Carlos Coto from Miami Herald, who says, after it's over, one thing's perfectly clear. Joe versus the... Go- the, the Joe versus the volcano for all its wacky gags, delightfully bizarre look, and ill-fated attempts at insight. It is only one thing. Mediocre. Mm. Uh, and then we've got Jason Bailey from Flavorwire, who says, it speaks to the... Con- I have a feeling this is written way after the movie came yeah. out. Flavorwire. Uh, it speaks to the commercial and critical success of Stanley's 1987 hit Moonstruck that he was able that he was handed by a major studio the resources to make a movie as unapologetically weird as this one. 
Uh, and then we have our good friend Roger Ebert, Eebs. who says, Joe, v- I can't speak today. Joe versus the volcano achieves a kind of magnificent goofiness. Hanks and Ryan are the right actors to inhabit it because you can never catch them going for a gag that isn't there. They inhabit the logic of this bizarre world and play by its rules. He's so good. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Ebert is so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, um. So, yes, overall, it was a 5.9 on the IMDb, a 64%, though, on Rotten Tomatoes. So more critics uh, did get it's steadily fresh. So say that for what you will. Um, I put out a fleece, and I'll tell you what. I don't think I've ever seen one as evenly distributed as this. Wow. Ooh. It's been all over the place. We'll see where it landed. Yeah, here's exactly where it is. I'll read them in order. Great, good, okay, and poor. Is Joe versus the Volcano a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? 29% great. 24% good, 24% okay, 23% poor. Wow. That's very evenly split, isn't it? Very evenly split. I get the feeling we're all going to be evenly split. Ooh. So there we go. Um, let's go ahead and say, Georgia, what did our friends of the podcast have to say about this? Uh, nothing at all. Wow, really? Yep. <laughs> no verses here. I wow. did prompt a few, uh, a few, a couple of hours ago and got... One for me and Davies that didn't get a chance to watch this one. I still have no idea what it's about. I've never heard of it. Uh, then Nate said, neither have I. <laughs> and Dwayne Smith jumped on with, it's been on my list for decades, not seen it. Wow. Well, there it's you go. a weird title. Yeah, it's if also... you don't know what it is, you're like, what Whenever is this Whenever we used it for the 80s, it's a little bit of a, du- of, of a, of a, of a tumbleweed area mm-hmm. for ours. If it's the mm-hmm. 90s, they're all about it. If it's the 80s, not so much. Uh, if you like this film or episode, check out A League of Their Own. Oh, great where we're very very effusive i think effusive is effusive <laughs> uh with with praise for tom hanks specifically i mean apollo 13 and we, we named all the films earlier that he was that he was involved in mm-hmm. yeah uh check out meg ryan and top gun and uh yeah. listen to that review there uh, debut uh yeah and so check all that out and uh <laughs> good stuff I'm trying to as wacky as check out Howl's moving castle we made a lot of references to <laughs> what happens when you can't access the meaning directly and you have to go from an inferential place uh, do we like closure? What do we want? Maybe I'm a giant hypocrite. Go listen to that and said, you said this. Yeah, I probably did. Uh, <laughs> uh, time for our ratings. Our ratings. Meg is a guest. Why don't you go first? So no one accuses me of uh, swaying you this week. <laughs> okay. I think I gave Spice World a six because it was just a bit of fun and you could enjoy it. I did enjoy this, actually. I liked how you could take some meaning from it and you could make up your own mind about what it represents. So I think I need to race it higher than Spice World just because it has that imagery and things. Um, so I'm going to give it a, um, can I do a 6.75? Can't do that. You can go no. six and a half, you can go seven. Okay, I'll go six and 6.5. Can't make 6.5. Yeah, the metric system was made right at the beginning when I tried to give things like... Uh, you can't do three quarters? Back seven, when it was... Back 7. When, 7. When, originally, Georgia okay. and, and uh, Ellie and any other guests were just tiebreakers. Yeah. We were that determined it was going to be me and you, but then I really quickly went... Oh, shoot, there's not nearly enough difference because there's only so many combinations and numbers when it's just two people. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So then we went back and said, what would you have, So some of the early ones, your, your, rate, your ratings always count now as equally as yeah. ours. All the way back to the beginning, I retconned it. But some of your early ones, you're like 9.7121345. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe I'd get away with some quarters, but. No. Okay, I'll rate it. I'm going to rate it on the Spice World. <laughs> uh, Liam. Uh, okay, I enjoyed Spice Girls last week. <laughs> So I'm going to give this lower than Spice Girls. Um, I didn't really know what was going on. It seemed to be like one film. 
and attending something else. Um, everything was all over the place. Maybe there is a certain story behind it all, but it doesn't give me that. Only because you've mentioned this and you've thought about it, that never gave me that. Yep, it's fine. Um, I do like the chemistry between Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Uh, I think that, like Eve said, uh, they do very well in a wacky world, playing it straight. And so with that, I'm going to give it five luggages popping up from the ocean. Wow. Yeah. Didn't like it. Um, I'm not quite as quite where Liam is, but I don't think I'm too far removed. I just didn't really enjoy it. I, maybe I didn't watch it in the right headspace. I was tired when I was watching it, but usually when I'm tired, things like wacky kind of unusual things then speak to me more. But this just felt, like I said earlier, it just felt like it didn't really know what it wanted to be and wanted to be different and out there, but not enough to put enough into it that it stuck. Um, so yeah, not not the biggest fan of it, but there's some good performances in it. Like I said, Meg Ryan playing three different people is, imp- is impressive, but there's neither of them, because she plays three different people, do that much. So there's lots of swings and roundabouts to it. Um, I am going to give it six, six orange soda cans out of ten. <laughs> oh, I forgot you had to give a thing that it is. <laughs> So it's my fault for pitching I it say um, I should have done did I do 6.5 probes there you go <laughs> gropes last week probes this week I don't want to know whether the half of the probe was <laughs> it broke uh, welcome to the world of Meg they didn't they didn't give enough petroleum jelly um, I'm yeah I, I think this is a film that gives me a really fun or interesting uh, alternate version if i treat what's presented as exhibit a and then i'm able to go exhibit b that being said i mean the story we get for exhibit a um is rushed the story we get for exhibit a um has pacing i said rush but it's got pacing problems considerable ones throughout and it takes too long to get to places where things should be happening as a result i don't know what's important and it's really weird because you have tom hanks and meg ryan doing a lovely scene in a movie that doesn't belong in this movie yeah yeah um so as a result i don't i don't mind the if you jump i jump silliness because the rest of the movie's been silly up to that point so i'm okay with it Miles ultimate read gets me to bump it a bit. So I still, though, at the end of the day, am going to give it seven lightning strikes that appear everywhere but where they should mm-hmm. <laughs> out of ten. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not one that I'm going to sit here and go best film ever, far from it, but it's one that I'm going to go, have you seen this and have you thought about this? You can watch it again, can't you, and look out for things, I think. The second watch is actually really rewarding yeah. if you go ahead and give it a watch and go, now that I know what the base story is, where do I go with this? I didn't need like a second version of it. <laughs> Joe versus Volcano, the original cut. <laughs> <laughs> He's dying. I don't care. We flash it. Probably some, put this lamp by his bed. <laughs> Patricia and Joe yeah. versus the Volcano 2. It's Nurses Patricia, J- <laughs> Patricia, Dee Dee, and uh, Christina, whatever her name was. Jalica, you are on, 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 his, on duty tonight. He Make sure he doesn't die on your watch. <laughs> Much more interesting film. Uh, I didn't read out The Fledged Phantom. I should do that really quickly, so I will do so here. Uh, not a huge amount. Uh, 
one of our Patreon backers, uh, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. I did tag Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, so they've received all this information. Mm. <laughs> I'm, he says, I really hope you're going to cover a film I've seen again soon. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> the other two Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan films, so looking forward to those. I will, of course, be listening to this one anyway. I need my weekly BFE fix. Thanks a lot, Aww. Dwayne. Thank you. Uh, David from Scriptical says, Meg Ryan, the chameleon, plays every role well. Tom Hanks is typical 80s Hanks, and I am here for it. And we appreciate you being here for us. Thanks a lot, David. Mm. Uh, Heather Sachs, who I think is a new contributor. Yeah, sounds it. Great tag at Dork of All Dorks is her handle on Twitter. (laughs) Cool. Says, I love it. Always have. I'm always struck by how beautiful it is. Plus, I love the mix of dark humor, light humor, utter ridiculousness, and whimsy. I even love the rom-com moments. And I am not a fan of rom-coms, seeing the small things in the face of overwhelming everything. Uh, the nostalgia cast say, I love it. Although its mix of whimsy and drama doesn't always land with everyone, Hanks is his usual lovable self. But the real joy is Ryan, who rarely gets this much of a chance to show us how much fun she can be as an actress. I mean, you've really got to rate these caricatures in the first two if you're running with that. Mm. And then Sir Gives a Damn, also known as at Mr. Mikey Wood, but we call him lovingly Fred. Fred! <clears throat> I've only made it in a bit, and I never finished, so I can't say. It's not like I turned it off for being a bad film. The, I know he can get the job, but can he do the job bit was funny. I turned it off because I had to go to class. It was on cable, and I never tried again. I mean, come on. It's got to be better than The Man with One Red Shoe, right? (laughs) A film I've never seen. So there we go. I haven't. I'd just like to point out, I was sort of pipping out at the time. I hated the repeat of the guy, the boss on the phone. And I know it's supposed to be like annoying and irritable, but I, I turned on it so quickly. It's the, it's the audible version of the lights, isn't it? Flickering nonstop. Yeah. And like, how do you live in that drone? And she's typing away and sniffing. And yeah. it's just this terrible auditory visual landscape to be in. And the question about it is mentioned. Something that was interesting. You know, $300 a week. I've sold myself to this existence for $300 a week. Yep. Mm. So. How much was that back in the day? $300. <laughs> How much would that be worth now? Yeah. Different different question. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, we'll see if we can't look this up. Oh, but, I always do things back to front. <laughs> Uh, but let's take a look. We, of course, always want to thank uh, Reverend Bruce, Julian Hermes, James DeGuzman, Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith, Katie McRae, Ian Davies, Lena Oberholzer, Chris Peterson, Randall Silva, The Yeatmeister, Nate the Great, Cheesy, Andy Dixon, Holly Callan, Richard, and Ryan Kukets for everything you do to help keep the BFE on the air. If you want to help support the podcast, keep the lights on here at the Studio of Awesomeness. You can help do that for as little as three pounds a month. Uh, go ahead, check us out on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. Lots of tears, depending on how involved you'd like to be but you can help keep the lights on for as little as three pounds a month and we thank all those who we just mentioned for helping do that yeah, thank you thank you it's the equivalent of 681 dollars that's not the patreon that's just want to clarify that. <laughs> um, so there we go thank uh, you. i've got cue everyone before we cue georgia I was ready, and then you asked for someone to look that up, and now I've got a reset. No, I've got cue everyone, so don't worry. This isn't about you. Okay. I am part of everyone. You're not. Two weeks from now, you won't be here. You will be on holiday. (laughs) So we have asked again Meg to sit in the chair for our Valentine's Day episode. Loving the Valentine's episode. We don't know what we're doing. And so in typical BFE fashion, we are going to drop a poll up on the Patreon and see who can go ahead and uh, which film are we going to cover for the, the episode that will come out pod being willing on yeah. valentine's day <laughs> so the question is 
each of the BFE or BFE substitute teacher. That's what you can be, or yeah, a BFE substitute. substitute teacher. That's there fine. we are. Um, what are we choosing order to make that happen? So I'm going to start with Ethan's pick, and then we'll go around the table, and I'll finish with mine. Okay. Because uh, in case I have to do some tap dancing, I've got a few lined up. You won't with mine. Ethan <laughs> has decided to go with, uh, if you can believe it, a slightly off-the-wall romantic comedy. No. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, he's decided to go with The Big Sick. Ooh. The Big Sick. So that is one starring, oh, I forget what her name is from Ruby Sparks, but she's Zoe something. And uh, Kenio Nanjiari, who was in uh, Obi-Wan. He was also in Eternals. Okay. You saw Eternals, was right? I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the Indian guy with, like, the ripped oh, six-pack. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 So it's kind of, he's the male lead. Oh, it's also got Bo Burnham in it, Georgia. So... I like him. And Ray, Ray Romano in the least Ray Romano role ever. He's very good in it. Oh, there oh, we go. So that's the big sick. One well, maybe may not have heard of, but it does rate very highly on Rotten Tomatoes. So I will say that. Liam, I cannot wait for what you're going to bring to the table here. So it, we, for the it record, we said rom-com or romance. It doesn't have to be rom-com. It hasn't got to fit the criteria, right? Nope. Then Serendipity. Oh, John Cusack. Love this film. John Cusack and Kate what's her Beckinsale. name? Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Yeah, I believe the setup is um, they meet, and she writes her name or her phone number or something like that yeah, in a book. book. And if it's meant to be, you'll find the book. Yeah, and he writes his on the back of a note, and she and they and they both put them out into the universe. Yeah. And if it's meant to be, we'll find each other. Yeah, great. There we go. Interesting. I've never seen that one, so that's very interesting oh, for me. It's one I that I thought. It. It's one that I remember the ad for, obviously. But that's it. about it. And John Cusack was kind of the king of the rom com in the was. early nine, late eighties, early nineties, yep, as he yep. tried to define himself as an adult. Star after saying the success of the Brat Pack and say anything and all that stuff. Yeah, Megan. Okay, I went with "There's Something About Mary," which is one of my favourite films from that sort of era because it has a very iconic opening scene and some good music, and it's just a lot of fun. Ben Stiller. <laughs> if you know Cameron me, Diaz. you know how I feel about Cameron Diaz. <laughs> yes. Ian's favourite actress. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but very much a snapshot of early two thousands culture. Definitely. So there we go. Uh, where, where someone like Ben Stiller could be a movie star. Go figure. <laughs> I'm going to go for mine. I'm going to go. We, we've talked about it a little bit today. I'm going to go run with it. The original rom-com, maybe. At least the original modern rom-com. Is Billy Crystal a ladies' man? Let's find out. I'll have what she's having. I'm throwing out there when Harry met Sally. Oh, I love this film. So... Could we do four Meg Ryans yeah. in the span of a year after only doing nice. one in the first two years? We'll, we, we will see. Can I pick yours? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I feel there's two. Cl- I'll say off mic, which two? Yeah, I think there's two very clear front runners and two more dark horses. But you know, I was so certain that Ethan Scrooge pick wasn't going to get. Oh, I didn't pick Scrooge. That's what happened. That was that was that was a Patreon poll. Uh, I was so sure it was going to be mine or yours for that, Liam. Yeah, it's yeah. a Wonderful Life or Christmas Vacation. Yeah. And Ethan's pick one, so probably end up doing the big sick, but who knows? Who knows? So that'll be two weeks from now. On Valentine's Day, we will drop that. But the question now becomes, Georgia, what are we doing next week? So Georgia's just getting herself queued up, ready to go. I was just scheduling that poll to go out. Okay. Thank you very much for that. And then we have what's happening next week. Ready. All right. We are continuing in the winter of love. And sometimes, I I said, like, if this was done today in order to get, I sort of said, you know, 
a reasonable setup. Like, you know, jumping into a volcano isn't a ridiculous setup. But the idea that they fell in love sort of organically inside of that. And I said, usually someone has to make a bet. Like, I don't know, a bet that maybe you can keep a guy or lose a guy. How old is going? 10 days? We're doing How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days next week. Isn't that um, Kate Hudson? That is Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey. Again, we talked about these groups who pop up together. They tried to do a second movie, and it didn't work. No. This is celebrating its 20-year anniversary, if you want to feel old. I have actually seen this one before. So next week, we're going to tell you all, come and frost yourself as we do (laughs) How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Wow, cool. So... That's what we got for that. Uh, again, a, a huge thank you to Megs for coming around and yeah. helping us out. Thank you for Megs. having me. Always, we, we went to places again this week that wasn't the norm. Sorry. No, no, it's good because it's a different <laughs> energy in the room, and that's always a good thing. So uh, there we are. I'm just triggering out a line to end on, and I think I've got it. So please join us next time when we tackle the romantic comedy how to lose a guy in 10 days on its 20 year anniversary for best film ever i've been liam i've been megan and i've been georgia and the important thing to remember so we all stay friends is that sometimes the questions we ask are enlightening sometimes the questions we ask are revealing and sometimes they're probing. <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity flip flop. For every mystery, there is someone, somewhere, who knows the truth. Perhaps that someone is watching. Perhaps it's you. Join me.